Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. How are you? Holy cow, Chris. Yeah. It has been quite a couple of days. It has been, and uh, I'm, I'm, I love it, man. Like, this is one of my favorite times of the entire year. I was thinking that, I was sitting there thinking yesterday, whenever I finally got to, to sit down and um, watch some of the press conferences. Yeah. <sighs> I love this. It's so good. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like the one time of the year where you can be like, you can just let your um, imagination and your, your just unbridled excitement just go wild. Yeah. You just unleash the beast inside. I like what you just said, the unbridled excitement. It's, it's good. It's good. I have unbridled excitement for, for a lot of those things that, that have been announced in the last two days. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> Most people who don't know like video games or know what's going on in the last few days in the world of video games. They don't know what we're talking about. They are confused. We're talking about E3, folks. E3 2016, the Electronics Entertainment Expo. There it is. Currently taking place in Los Angeles, California. The reason they call it E3 is because there's three E's in the title. Pretty sure they got that, John. I think we should start calling it E-cubed. Nope. That sounds weird. Oh, yeah. No one else does that. <laughs> so what's, what's happened over the past few days, just for a rundown. So uh, the con- conferences started on Sunday yeah. with EA in the afternoon, then Bethesda that evening. Right. And they uh, picked up with Microsoft yeah. um, in the, uh, the morning on, uh, on Monday. Mm. Then we had Ubisoft. We had PC, which I didn't watch. Nah. No, as far as I know, no big news came out of there. I mean, Last there's like year, some additional like details about like uh, some of the games that are like cross-platform, that sort of thing that yeah. came out of there and that sort of thing. But other than that, no. So last year, I watched the PC conference and it was literally the biggest waste of my time. Hmm. I think we talked about it last year. I, I just want to recap for you just to refresh your memory real fast. Mm-hmm. It was in a room. It looked like it was in a hotel conference room mm-hmm. about the size of a... Mm, 2400 square foot house i just okay. I, I just like the idea that it's in just a normal hotel room it was like and there no was, no like like literally there's like a bed and a oh, tv no, no. and a desk Not and a that. weird couch but it was in this room to- with like this weird wallpaper along the sides and you had like pipe and drape on the back and this kind of just like projector looking thing in the for the screen did they use like real like slides like the uh the old like film slides they and, used one of those and the the best part was they they spent about fifteen minutes interviewing uh, a Japanese or yeah it was it, well, no it was an interviewing it was listening to a Japanese uh, game developer talk mm. about his game with a translator yeah okay? but the translator was literally the worst translator in the world and he kept pausing for long periods mm. of time because he couldn't figure out what he was saying mm. he at one point forgot his mic was on and. Dropped some curse words <laughs> because he couldn't understand what he was saying. Oh man! And uh, yeah, it hopefully was. Uh, they weren't, hopefully, they weren't paying that uh, translator very much money. It was like the worst hour of my life. Um. So what was funny? That's uh, hyperbole, by the way, folks. Yeah, of course. Um. So well, if it's the worst hour of your life, you're actually doing quite well, Chris. Quite well. Oh yeah, I've had a had a pretty pretty cushy life. Um, my other worst. My other worst. Uh, worst. First hour of my life was uh, whenever I uh, I had to walk home on pillows. I don't know. I'm trying to make something up. There you go. Just so 
going along with that that train of thought today we had a uh, a Nintendo event right mm. the uh, Nintendo you watch event I watched I watched uh, a lot of it um, and we had so they didn't have much like this year they obviously told everyone oh we're not talking about NX the only thing we're doing in the, this show is Zelda and they had Zelda and a couple other things but um, the the biggest thing was the Zelda trailer looks absolutely gorgeous mm. this game is going to be amazing and like it's it's uh it looks like a big open world they're they're using a lot more western influences into it so it's going to be a really unique zelda game they're talking about seamless travel where there's like you know obviously a big open world where there's no like loading or anything like that um uh and and which is new i think for kind of a zelda thing like normally you would walk into a, a dungeon or something like that and it, would, was it, it would different from what they bit, showed so. last year like the riding on a horse and all that kind of stuff so it wasn't different like they, they've shown that footage the same footage they showed like the 30 seconds they showed like last well, they showed uh, several minutes last year last year and it's like oh yeah that's right because he comes out and fights the thing yeah. they showed a lot more than that like where okay. they showed actual gameplay with with your fighting uh different types of enemies and different methods of fighting and that sort of thing nice. so they revealed a lot of that nice. um but then they dove into like then it just turned into the treehouse live stream basically like it transitioned right from the zelda stuff and uh, into the um, the like basically the treehouse stuff where they're streaming some Zelda stuff later on, some yeah. gameplay, and they stream some like Pokemon stuff. But they had a, a moment where they they were interviewing the uh, the game uh, producer and the game director for Pokemon mm-hmm. and translator as well. Oh, no. And so like there was it was that kind of a situation as well. And obviously this is a Nintendo uh, interview, and so yeah. they're not asking like really you know digging deep questions or yeah. anything like that yeah. they're kind of just like lobbing softballs up there like yeah oh so where was the influence from the sun and the moon <laughs> in these games you know and that sort of thing so they're not really digging that deep so i, I just was watching the live stream i was watching the number of viewers and it just kind of plummeted <laughs> and uh then then as they started showing more like nintendo like uh pokemon gameplay like they started doing a trailer and they yeah. showed some more gameplay of the new games which looks really good um and the viewership comes back up. It's just like you could see it go back up to, you know, however many thousands of people watch. This is the thing. It's just really funny. If I was in charge of these, I think I would find whoever, like, is the translator at the UN, you know, because those guys are awesome. Well, like, they do it at the same time. Like, yeah. they, like, will uh, translate something while the person is talking. Yeah. Like, It'd be like if I was repeating what you were oof. saying, like, seconds after you I, said it. I literally just can't imagine. I know. Um... Basically, you're talking over someone, uh-huh. but you're saying what they're saying like right. a second after they say it. Yeah, and like that's just so like that's that's a level of like, I, I guess, uh, like you got to listen and speak at the same time. Yeah, it's like but I can't, you're changing languages at the same time. Uh, that's yeah. insane. And I'm trying to figure out like if there's like a, a different like comparison to make where it's like, oh, I'm breathing in my nose and out my mouth, like circular breathing. But that's not even the same because no. it's not like you're, you know, you're trying to convert something right. To a different language on yeah, its yeah. way out. You I know, know? it's, it's, it's awesome. Strange. It'd be okay. It'd be like, um, it it'd be like someone describing what they want uh, a line of code to do, and you're typing a line of code out at the same time. Nice. I like it. I like it, dude. So yeah, it's just nuts. And and uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know sometimes presentations like that can go a little bit. They can. It's the pace slows for sure. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, Nintendo obviously the Zelda footage awesome. The Pokemon footage awesome. I you know that's that's basically the extent of like Nintendo's thing this well, year I think so that should have been in our uh, our new segment but sure like real fo- real quick what we've been up to mainly has oh, yeah. been these press conferences so we we both have seen all of them that's true what we're about to do is we're gonna go um, through the 
publishing companies, press conferences, and then we'll hit up Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. And that's all we're doing this week, guys. Right. Because this is a lot of content. It's a big E3 right. extravaganza. So hold on to your pants and your hats and your children because we're about to go on a journey. Oh, yeah. In the news! The news! Do you have a hold of your pants and your hats and your children? <laughs> yes. All right, I do. I'm. I let's let's go, Chris. I'm strapped in. Okay. I've got all the things I'm supposed to be holding. Right. So, I've got like a, a a big gulp sitting here. I'm ready. The other thing I was going to say is uh, we are going to only touch on the things that we like. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're agreed. Not, we're not running down a list, a comprehensive list of everything that was shown everywhere. Chris, I don't want to talk <laughs> about the things that I like. I want to talk about the things I don't care at all about. Yeah. That's not happening. That sounds like the most interesting podcast of all time. So we're going to start with EA. All right. EA held a press conference Sunday. They, they, they started it off. EA, otherwise known as EA. They started <laughs> off and they showed Titanfall. Well, actually, before the, before the actual conference, the yeah. Titanfall 2 campaign trailer yeah. leaked. Yeah. And um, what did you think of that? I thought it, I thought it looked interesting. Um, I thought like the gameplay within it looked like... I don't know what to really think of it. Like it had this kind of Optimus Prime voiceover of a Titan talking, and I was like, okay, so that's interesting. That's strange that an AI is is you know is is in these Titans because in the first game you really like you have some moments of like snarky kind of AI stuff going on um, with your whatever voice you chose, where it's like, welcome back to you know on your second Titan of the match, the the AI as you get in will say, welcome back. Hopefully you don't lose this one this time, you know, or like <laughs> right, whatever. Right, right. It's like it's kind of like. You know, getting dig- digging at you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, th- them having a personality versus now they have a complete like backstory to yeah. this Titan that you're supposedly in the campaign with, I yeah. guess. I mean, that's interesting. I think it's a cool, cool twist. Um, and I would like to see where they go with it. As far as the gameplay within that, that specific trailer goes, there were a couple of cool moments. Oh, yeah. Um, especially late on in the trailer. But like, I think overall, I was more impressed with like what they showed at the conference with the multiplayer trailer. Yeah, I was I was along I was with you there. Like the what's funny is, so we both played Titanfall one, love Titanfall one, one of our favorite games uh, to play. I would I yeah. would have considered that a launch game, even though it came out like the spring after. But like we right. played so much of Titanfall, and it was a lot of fun. And because of my experience with Titanfall 1, like, my experience is primarily multiplayer because that's what they built it as. And so Mm -hmm. I almost, like, to be completely transparent, I almost do not care about the single-player campaign. I I know that's, like, a lot of the criticism that everybody has pushed at it, but a lot of people that have that criticism aren't multiplayer gamers. You're saying that that it didn't have campaign. Well, I mean, so I think the problem, you know, like, people will talk about, like, their player base fell off and all this kind of stuff. But the problem was, like, there, they just didn't have a fleshed-out multiplayer game. Because if you pick up Titanfall 1 now, it's got all these different modes yeah. and all these maps and yeah. all these different options that they didn't have at launch. At launch, it was very bare-bones, 12 maps, and I don't even remember how many modes, like, maybe three modes. Yeah. Did, did, we, did it even launch with a Capture the Flag, or was that did that come later? Um, I don't think they launched with a Capture the Flag. And they didn't launch with custom matches, which was weird, too. Yes, that was the big one, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know... When it comes to multiplayer centric games, it wasn't even like fully fleshed out there. All I really want 
is this multiplayer because it looked amazing. They yeah. had uh, this grappling hook. Oh, that looks so cool. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a grappling hook? Yeah, it was a grappling hook for sure. Because it was a grappling hook in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. We'll exactly. talk about later. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's confusing. Yeah, and and like whenever the the grappling hook in in Call of Duty happened, I was like, huh. <laughs> 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 I was like. Okay, so these two games, like, so uh, Respawn, it was uh, the team behind, like, Modern Warfare 1, and they were went most of the way with Modern Warfare 2 as well. well. Okay, they, they weren't Respawn, though. They were Infinity Ward. Exactly. Then. then they broke off. A lot of the company broke off, formed Respawn, and then Infinity Ward is now doing Infinite Warfare. They both right. end up with grappling guns. Yep. How does that happen, John? Yeah, grappling guns and space stuff someone's talking (laughs) i think that might just be the 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 next step chris it was just like the next logical step oh you're saying there's this like list of like oh we wish we could do this and the the grappling hook was next yeah and that's just like the the next thing downwards like oh we have the power suits and jumping off wall running you know that sort of thing oh we've mastered wall running what's next on the list oh grappling hooks you know so I, i think with titanfall like the thing with the multiplayer is for me like the new Titans, like there's going to be like five different types of Titans, whereas before Instead there was only three. three. What are the uh, types? Do you know? Um, they they're revealing them slowly. Oh. So there's like they've only revealed two so far. One of them's like a flamethrower and like thermal grenades and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and the other one is like a sword wielder and stuff like that, which looks ridiculous. So these are more class based. So like before right. the Titans were like, okay, here's basically your tank Titan. He's slow, but he can take a lot of damage. Right. Here's your really fast Titan. It, it can take or it can go really. Really, really fast, like faster than, like almost, like <laughs> almost OP fast. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it can be destroyed, like with that. Yeah. And then you have, like, your middle of the road Titan that can kind of do both. Exactly. But now you're saying these are, like, class driven, where there's a sword and there's yeah. a flamethrower that's exclusive to those Titans. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know if, like, the, the sword and the whatever are exclusive to it necessarily. Cause, like, I think, like, almost you would almost have to have tears or whatever. But before, like you said, you could have any weapon with any Titan. But I almost think, like, there were certain weapons that were better suited for certain Titans True. before. Yeah. So maybe it's that sort of a situation, but okay. I, I'm almost at this point, the way that they have it laid out on their website, they're kind of, it seems like they're talking about this Titan and then this weapon set with that Titan. And you can have okay. these different options and stuff. So it does seem like it's more class-based where it's like this Titan always has this weapon. If you want this weapon, you got to yeah. have this Titan. So I don't know. I mean, it, and it seems like the, uh, the balancing will be a little bit, a little bit better. Cause I, I know like, there almost was no reason to use the tank Titan. Um, mm. Whenever all was said and done, like it was, it was way ah, more beneficial to get from I'm point gonna, A to point B. I'm going to push back oh, on you here. No, okay. okay, so if there's a kerfuffle going on <laughs> on the battlefield, all those kerfuffles, and that you wanted all to go time. in and you wanted to take out about like five different guys at the same time, it's true. You go in with your Titan, then. Set off the nuclear reactor in your in your Titan. That's true. And then blow them all up. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So there were were good good times to use that one. So yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I just never found myself like desiring to use that specific yeah. one. I always went with the Atlas uh, most of the time. Um. But anyway, I mean, it's just like it seems like this game has a lot more options. They've talked about like other things that they uh, that they want more team play where like whenever you will. So this is just one example of them encouraging more team play because the original one felt very like you could go an entire map without seeing another member of your team and be fine, you know, Um but in this one, it seems like they're encouraging that team play by things like whenever you mount up on top of a Titan, rather than just going to town with your machine gun in there, you know, on on their back or whatever, you basically mount them, drop a grenade inside, take a battery out of the Titan, 
and then jump off and a section of their health will go down a mm. uh, predetermined section and so you have to do that multiple times if you want to take down the titan you can't just sit up there and fire at them like exactly you could last time. and so if you take the battery like though job. if you take the battery you can give it to your titan or a teammate's titan and it will either give them back health or give them like some additional power somehow um like, like give them an overshield or something exactly like that. so it's like mm. there there's those elements where it's like hey there's the, some team play here um that we didn't necessarily have in titanfall one which is cool which is very cool moving on yeah mass effect andromeda yeah looks really cool it does um i never played the original mass effect trilogy yeah uh, so i don't really know what i'm missing but it looks like this is so this is like i never jumped into the first one because around the, the time that i got interested in it was uh after two, before three, and right. I was like, "Well, do I need to go back and play one and two? Mm-hmm. And this just seems like a huge. They're like forty-hour games a piece. Yeah, this is a huge commitment. And so this looks like a really good jumping-on point. I'm going to play this game. Yeah. So like that's that's the thing is like you don't need to know anything about the previous trilogy or whatever. And if you were to go back, I've heard that. Mass Effect One controls very strangely, so you would almost want to put it like on on the easiest difficulty just to to basically experience the, the story, story yeah. and get like your save game, and then advance the save game because you could take it from uh, one to two, and it would carry over. And I don't stuff, think it, so. I, don't, I don't think it carries over to Andromeda though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and in fact, like you had to, it, in order to carry it from two to three, there was an inner like generational gap between some of that stuff, like where there was like yeah. oh, and so you had to like basically take a questionnaire and say what did. You, what decisions did you make in these things? Yeah. Um, and so, like, in this one, I mean, it's a completely new thing, so that's great for people who didn't play the originals, and yeah. it looks really cool. Space. I love space. I'm, I'm in, Chris. Fee was a really pretty game, dude. Yeah. Like, so I am drawn, mm-hmm. as you know, yes, to a lot of these kind of indie, like, singular maybe 10 hour long experiences right. that like play with some game mechanic over and over and over again that gradually gets more complex. That's what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like you're whenever there are specific games, whenever I saw them uh, this, I'm like, Oh, that looks like a Chris game. And this was one of those <laughs> yeah. where I was like, that looks like a Chris game, you know? And, and there's one we'll talk about much later. Whenever we talk about Microsoft, where I was like, that is right up Chris's. Out. So like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like this one does seem like that kind of weekend. Like you just take a weekend Yeah, that this is your weekend game. You yeah. Know? So yeah. next week I'll talk about how last weekend I spent about five to six hours on goat simulator. Mm. and almost 100 percent that's awesome <laughs> dude goat simulator is wild <laughs> it's dude i'm not gonna get off track because i have a lot to say about it <laughs> but we'll talk about it next week i love it <laughs> i have way more to say about goat simulator than i ever thought i would <laughs> <laughs> but uh fee looks really cool because like yeah. it's like okay you uh go around learn songs from the forest and it unlocks right. different uh areas and abilities it looked really cool yeah pretty yeah, very cool art style, man. Yeah, that's like that. That is one way that you can really hook me in with a game is like just to have a really cool art style. And it's like even if I don't finish the game, even if I only play it for like a couple hours or whatever, and I just enjoy the experience for those couple hours, it's like it's totally worth it to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they included a Star Wars update. It was really just like, hey, we don't have anything to show, but we're <laughs> yeah. gonna show you stuff anyway. The the one piece out of that entire like four minute um, developer diary that I really enjoyed was there was a brief clip at the very end <laughs> of Respawn's third person uh, action adventure game. Yeah, the mocap in it. 
No, after no? that. After that? The, the, well, there was mocap. The mocap was yeah. cool. I mean, I don't really care about that, though. Like, I, th- I think, like, my thing was that the mocap confirmed to me kind of what, what style of game it looked like it was probably going to be. Because, like, it, they had the director from, like, God of War and things like that. And so it's like, you think, oh, maybe some lightsaber battles are going to happen. I but mean, I they didn't had know. Battling, I don't, I, like, again, that shows me nothing. I don't even... Sure. For like, there was briefly. If you go back and look at the trailer, yeah, that like this character walks out. Do you remember this? Walks no. out into this like planet, I that whole thing, like cantina kind of area, and it was like it was like the very end. That's insane. Anyway, it was it was a uh, it was early footage of their cool. third person action adventure game, and it looks really really cool. Yeah, dude, I liked this section, but it's like I remember they they announced whenever they announced Battlefront, they had one like this as well. Like they had like a developer diary kind of a situation where they're like, "Here, let's show uh footage of people working on the game on their computers." Yeah. And it was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool, but it doesn't really do much for me in the grand scheme of things where I'm just like, I, I like, I really just want to see it. And it's like, if it's not ready, this type of a tease isn't the type of tease that I'm really wanting. Like right. I, I almost would have rather, because I completely must've missed that section. Yeah. I don't um, know how you missed that dude. And so like, I would almost rather them just cut to it and be like star Wars. And then there, that, that, <laughs> that rolls, it fades out and it goes coming 2017 or yeah. 2018 or whatever. Kind of like what they did whenever they started shooting rogue, no wait, episode eight. Exactly. Yeah, they shot two shots of Luke Skywalker and one shot of Ray, and yeah. then Helios cut, and it says coming soon or whatever. Exactly. Like I would have loved to have that rather than a bunch of kind of almost and I and I, I hesitate to say long winded, but long winded kind of talk about and we really wanted to envision it this way and blah 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 and capture the essence of what Star Wars is and yeah, it's like of course you're gonna do those things. Yeah, yeah. All of what you're saying is is correct. But all of what you're saying is like kind of redundant in a way. So I would almost rather just see the footage cut to black. I'm good. Battlefield 1 looks amazing. Holy cow. Uh, They showed the trailer over and over again throughout these press conferences. Yeah. But that one trailer, I mean, I think I would show that trailer too uh, a bunch of times because it's amazing. um, This game, if it ends up... it ends up playing like that trailer looks, and we we I watched some gameplay of it, and it looks good. Yeah. Um, I want to play. I hope there's a beta that we can play that kind of like gives me a feel for it. Yeah, I feel like they'll do something like that with EA Access, maybe give you a few like well, hours. EA free. Access gives you gives you the game a week ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know like this, I last year or uh, was it last year was last year Hardline two years. So it was well. Maybe it was last, last year, year was early. Fun. Early. No, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Whenever they did, whenever yeah. Hardline came out, no, that was two. You're right. It was two years. No, it was the spring. It was. Yeah, I think it was last year, but like February. Whenever it came out, yeah, there was a beta for that multiplayer, and I hope that there's a beta for this multiplayer, so we can kind of just like see what there is to see. There's a beta for, um, but I'm sure there will be because there's a there yeah. was a, um. Battlefront beta? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We always get him confused, the Battlefront and the Battlefield. I know. So, like, I just lock up in my brain. It's just like, which one? Which one? Which one is it? Battleborn? No. <laughs> no, that's, definitely not. That's neither of those things. So, those are the main uh, highlights from EA's conference. Yeah. Overall, um, it was a decent start to the uh, the conferences. Like, yeah. there was a huge slow part in the middle where they talked about, like, all the sports games, FIFA, over and over again. Per the norm. Uh, yeah, Madden. 
esports, all this kind of stuff. But these were the main highlights. Yeah, I'm really pumped about these games. Sports stuff was really cool. I mean, there's some cool updates, but it's like I don't, I don't buy it. You know, if you annualize sports games that they have, I know so many people do, and uh, and so many people care about like what's going on with that. But that was one of the things where I was just like, ah, you know, I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm not gonna buy uh, the annualized ones like this. So yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, talked about a Skyrim special edition. I've never played Skyrim. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm like, su- I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know that I'll play it, but yeah. I like the fact that it's there. Yeah, in case I want to. It's interesting because like we had, we we have so many big games, fantasy games like that in this generation, and it's like you know this one now comes out, and it's like this was the one that started all of like or like was the first big hit as far as like fantasy uh, games nah, go. Like, I, wouldn't, where it was I wouldn't say that huge. Um, cause like there's the Witcher this year and then, or th- this generation we had, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, well, this was, that was not the first big, uh, fantasy game. If you're going to say like, like oh, open world. No, because there was even Oblivion before that. That's true. But I mean, I, I guess more Morrowind and Oblivion really didn't like necessarily hit as big as I, I perceived Skyrim to. Skyrim. I mean, Skyrim was big, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't. It didn't really start the the genre, begin the genre, yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, um, I'm excited. It's there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Prey looks really, really what good. What in the world, dude? That didn't have a release date, did it? No. So that's just in development. Yeah, I mean, I figure that you know that's maybe not a next year thing. That's maybe a twenty late 2017 or 2018 thing. Yeah. I feel like. Um, it. How do we describe that? Like, part of me didn't know what the heck was going on in it, but it was, like, at the end of it especially. But, like, at the, like whenever this tone was going on where it's, like, there's the, the there's the like, kind of repeating kind of situation going, like, with the, 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 the audio and stuff. Yeah. And it was just, like, holy cow, this looks like a movie, and it looks mm-hmm. like a movie that I would love to watch. True. And so it'll be, hopefully, a lot of fun to play. So you're basically on this space station, and there's some kind of experiments happening, and then there's some kind of invader into the environment. And, right. You know, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Doom. They talked a lot about Doom. They uh, talked about the DLC coming out. There'll be a lot of free updates to the DLC, which is really, really cool. I think there's, there'll be, I think they said, three paid expansions that you mm-hmm. can buy. Uh, the thing for our listeners right now is Doom is, there's a Doom demo for free right now on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Uh, you can play the whole first level for free. Cool. So go download it, do it. I, I played, I'm going to do that. I haven't played the Doom campaign. I played the Doom multiplayer yeah. in the beta, and it was amazing and phenomenal. I really loved it. I just don't have the time for it right now. Correct. But I'm going to play this demo, John. That's awesome. That's awesome. Doom and Fallout 4 were teased as VR experiences. That's wild, Chris. I know. What does that mean? I don't know. Holy cow. And the interesting thing was they didn't say any kind of platform mm-hmm. um i would assume that it would be pc only at yeah. least fallout because i can't imagine the ps4 having the power to run fallout 4 for the vr unless man unless the the psvr like extra processing unit is just super powerful i just don't see them being able to do it yeah i, w- I wonder because i mean it- even on PS4, like there were reports of like you know some frame rate chug that sort of thing. Anyway, like with the game not being in VR, so I really can't imagine it being um, 60 frames a second 
you know, per eye. Yeah. I, I that would just be like, yeah, like you said, it would have to have a lot of horsepower in that, that extra box for it to work correctly mm-hmm. up to standard, you know? They close out their conference with their big game, Dishonored Two. Yeah. Dude. That looks amazing. Looks really good. You played Dishonored One. I played a decent chunk of Dishonored One, yeah. And if you pre-order Dishonored 2, you get the definitive edition of Dishonored 1. That's cool. Uh, along with it. If you pre-order now, they, I think they, they said that, implied that there was a time limit on yeah. like when you pre-order. But Dishonored 2 looks super, super cool. They introduced some like different mechanics. They like introduced like the, the verticality and some of the environmental um, kind of stealth mechanics that you, yeah. can, uh, you can play with. Um, there was this crazy thing where you're wearing this... Uh, it's almost like a window into the past on your wrist or window through time on your wrist. You can see what an environment looks like in the past or in the future and switch between them. That was really cool. Based on like, and puzzle solve. That's that's So this is pushing my buttons again, John. Yep. Like I love the puzzle solving. Yep. And I love stealth games. Yep. And it's just, it's, 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 it's speaking to me, man. So, I mean, and dishonored one, like they didn't do anything with time or anything like that. And then honestly, like it, even in like the trailer of dishonored two, they were like, and if you choose, uh, Elise, uh, one of those characters, she, she has an all new move set. Like, so like basically like none of they the, both had all new move sets. I'm not sure. Like, cause I think they specifically called out her as oh. having an all new move set. So maybe he has some maybe they overlap. Just said that they're both unique. Right. But hers is all new. Right. And so like it, it the first game, like you could do almost anything. And that, that was where I kind of like, I loved, loved the environment. This was kind of like a thing that I did for like a weekend where I played mm. it like four days in a row I see. over a longer weekend. And then like a game came out and I just lost, you know, lost track of where I was. And then going back is just like, I don't know how to play this game anymore. You know? <laughs> um, but like, it was so fun because you could choose how you wanted to do these environments mm. based on like what you wanted to upgrade. Like if you really wanted your stealth stuff to upgrade, take it at, at this as a stealth thing and then yeah. like upgrade those things. If you want to go for it, like full force, mm. you could upgrade grade the like full force like i am just going you know i'm just gonna kill everything and i don't care if they hear me i don't Mm -hmm. care if they see me coming it's you know you you just become really powerful that way each path were each path was each path equally viable it was it really was because some games they say they want you to sneak around and stealth kill everybody but like the minute you like make a mistake (laughs) like the entire place like self-alarms to your presence no it was like it was like quarter based and like even like the the more open uh sandboxes basically because it was just basically like little small sound sandboxes even the more open sandboxes you could go stealth in one area but then like go full force whenever you get to the end of it um and it wasn't like oh crap they've seen me guess i gotta go all you know guns (laughs) blazing it was like you could legitimately like like uh, kill those people and then decide, oh, I don't care if they see me in this one and kind of take that middle of the road approach, which is actually kind of what I did. And it was, there were uh, uh, appealing upgrade paths on both sides, like mm. as far as what your powers were. Um, there was a really cool one where you could like possess rats mm. and have the rats go like take people out. It's kind of like Bioshock's Murder of Crows. It was insanity. <laughs> so that was uh, Dishonored 2. I'm really excited about that dude. Very cool. Like, oh man. Yeah, one thing I was expecting, I was kind of expecting like a Wolfenstein thing, but they didn't really show it at this one. Um, I was hoping for that. Like, like they teased they, it though. They where at the beginning of the conference, you know, Ooh. when they booted up everything yeah, that's and they right. said like run E three program or whatever, yeah. and there were all these like uh, program protocols that like flowed by like a PC. You know? In there yeah. was a line of code that said Wolfenstein New Goliath. 
What? And that's that's, awesome. that's supposedly the name of the next Wolfenstein game that I, will probably come be announced next year. That's awesome. I know. That's so amazing. Like it's just like this crazy Easter egg. Very cool, dude. Yeah. Very cool. That was uh, that wasn't even spotted. Like that was spotted like after the conference, like on the internet. Like well, it flew like, hey, by like there. super fast. Like all those all that stuff like just kind of happened. So yeah. yeah. Ubisoft had a conference on Monday, so we're we're skipping Microsoft for the time being, chronologically. Yeah, going straight to Ubisoft. Uh, they started off with a Just Dance 2017. the 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 only reason, like, I don't, I'm not a Just Dance fan, but that was one of the most entertaining <laughs> things I've ever seen in a press conference. Yeah, there was a giant giraffe. There was a lot of interesting, like, dancing costumes. It was like this is. This is crazy. I want to go to these parties, Chris. <laughs> like, I if somebody invited me now to a Just Dance party that they just like, oh, I throw a Just Dance party every weekend. Do you want to come by? I would probably try it out. Like, I would yeah. go just to see the giraffe. Yeah. There's one thing that Ubisoft always does that I don't get. or And it's happened the past, like, two years now where in, like, the first 10 minutes, Aisha Tyler, for no reason, drops an F-bomb in the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the show. No other press conference, like, yeah. is, uses language at all. In fact, they're bleeping things out of their trailers if anything happens. I think there was something, like, cut out of, uh, like, the uh, Gears of War or, or I don't remember uh, what it was. But or some trailer where they, like, yeah. just cut the audio so you didn't hear what they were saying. And uh, I was just like, why? I don't get yeah. it, man. But Just Dance 2017... I could watch them perform all day. <laughs> I love it. The, uh, I think my standout, well, okay, I had two standouts from this press conference. Mm. The first one, I was super surprised by Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, so we saw a little bit of that like last year, right? Like it was just a we tiny little gameplay. thing, though. We just saw like a trailer, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't see anything like this. Like, it wasn't like I didn't have any idea of what the game was yeah. at the end of last year. To me, like, if I was going to describe this to someone, I would say this looks like a cross between Far Cry and The Division. Right, and, like, it being the Ghost Recon kind of uh, under that brand, like, that's just super cool. Like, yeah. I, Ubisoft is something that they do well, like that Tom Clancy stuff that they do. They do incredibly well, and I, th I feel like just this combined with the Ghost Recon name, mm. like makes me more excited about it because it's like that level of quality that yeah. is going into it. What's you know? the Ghost Recon game that you last played? Did oh, you play man. the last one? Yeah, I did. Oh no, it was two ago. It was it was uh two Ghost Recons ago. So I didn't I played the one like you could the where the, again it was one of those things where, oh you can play this one in stealth, yeah, yeah. but they didn't really didn't want you to play it in stealth. Right. Um and it was very cool. It was great. Well this um, this was cool because it looked like they don't want you to really play it in stealth either, exactly. but like there are those elements. What I liked was, oh man, okay. So what it also reminded me of is like a Battlefield Bad Company. Yeah. The oh original. my gosh, you're right. Okay, where you could just like sit outside yeah. this um, compound and like, pick people <laughs> off before you go in to make right. it easier on yourself. Right, right. Or on the opposite side of that, you could just get into a tank and just run down a wall exactly. or, or use, you know, sit yes. at a grenade launcher, wait for people to kind of, you know, yes. bunch up and then just. I love the uh, the banter in these Ubisoft demos. Like <laughs> I remember, that was something that made the the, the division trailers <laughs> look so true. cool, gameplay trailers, because they were you know talking to each other like all tactical and stuff like that. So many people like make fun of the fact that I they like do it, that. dude. But I think it's like so funny, and it's like it's it. <laughs> it I wish we talked like that, John. It reminds me of. Have you seen the the video where the, there's a uh, uh, someone on YouTube who will like jump into your oh, yeah, division yeah. thing and like yeah. 
literally just yell at you in all of the jargon but that's a little the whole time. Because that's really over the top. I know, but it's really funny, Chris. <laughs> it's like if you... What was that, um, what was that show back <laughs> in the like early 2000s? Uh, where there were action figures and there was one that was an army guy. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they had like there was a there was a McDonald's uh, toys yeah, there that were they McDonald's had. McDonald's toys. Oh my um, gosh, oh, man, what was it called? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'm oh, all right. I'm gonna look all right, it up. look that up while I talk about South Park: The Fractured Hole. <laughs> yeah. So like one of my favorite parts. This is my favorite part of the conference. Matt uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone came out and talked about South Park: The Fractured But Whole and the the best part about this game, so like, man, like this game is like, uh, could they be making a more perfect game? I don't think they could because this is a direct sequel and their explanation for it is this takes place the day after uh, the Stick of Truth and uh, where before they were playing uh, wizards and kind of Dungeons and Dragons um, kind of a thing. Now today they're playing superheroes and... Uh, so you're still the new kid, and you show up and uh, in your, your your costume from the day before, and they're like, "No, Cartman's like, no, you got to have a superhero power." And so you you craft your kind of superhero power, choose your your own um, uh, class, and all that kind of stuff based on that. And the uh, the whole thing revolves around the idea that Cartman's doing this franchise like Marvel. That's right. And then the cinematic universe, the cinematic universe. And then they all get upset at like, well, when who's having a movie win and all this kind of stuff. And this make believe world is hilarious. And then, uh, they, they, uh, break apart into two factions and decide to have a civil war. Yeah, I love it. Oh, so we're having a civil war. And then, then we'll, uh, who was it? Somebody, somebody he, uh, he just goes, he's like, I thought that wasn't until phase three. And he goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh um, that's, the, that's the main plot point. And the combat looks super complex. Like there's actual movement within combat, which is cool, where there wasn't before. Uh, the uh, looks like the skill trees are going to be pretty unique. And man, I love the stick of truth. It was one of my favorite games of last generation. Well, don't and you, don't you get Stick of Truth with it if you uh, if you like pre-order? Yeah, there's there's gonna be yeah the same kind of thing with like Dishonored. There's gonna be a uh, a remastered or definitive or whatever it's called uh, the, uh, version of the Stick of Truth for PS4 and Xbox One. So like new achievements and all this kind of stuff. Like I totally am going to play that game again, John. Like Dude. that. Oh, it's so perfect. So super pumped about that. That's awesome. Have you found I, out what that I show is? I haven't found it. Like so, whenever I typed it in, like what I would would search, I was like old TV show featuring toys or with toys or whatever, and it's just showing me toys about like of old TV shows, like the, the old dinosaurs show. Oh man, I forgot about the dinosaurs <laughs> show. Like, there's there's uh, McDonald's toys based on it. Interesting. And so yeah, I, if anybody remembers what that is, because there was there was like a strong toy. He was, was an army guy, and then there was like some some girl with like uh, blonde hair. Yeah. And it was a I great. It was a good I show. I remember it being fun. Oh, and I don't know if it was great. You both said it was a great show. Well, Who knows? Yeah. I can't remember at this point. I do, yeah, I remember that I enjoyed it at the time. Chris. Right, I enjoyed it a lot. Anyway, I'm going to give up on that. Uh, that that quest. <laughs> Ubisoft spent a lot of time on Star Trek VR. That was cool because I love seeing Lavar Burton. Oh man! Uh, and uh, who was the person from? Um, uh, was it Voyager? Was she on Voyager? Yeah, yeah. She was Captain. the Janeway. N- no, no? J- not Captain Janeway. Oh, she oh, was oh. the the Borg. Yep. Um, 
nine. I don't remember. Yeah, nine. You're right. Nine. I don't it remember. Was nine I don't of the actress. Thirteen. I think was her full name. I don't remember the actress's so. name. She was. She was there. Um, and then they brought Lavar Burton out on stage yeah. to talk about it more. And and like eventually, I was just like, Lavar, you're really hyping this up. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know if I believe you anymore. Yeah, it's like I don't know if you point, can del- if they can deliver what you're talking you've about. You've been man. laying this on real thick for a while. Yeah. And. Uh, I think you've been reading too many rainbows. I like I like Lavar. I do too, but that, I mean that's why I liked it. Of course, and that's why you want to believe him because he's been reading to you your entire life, Chris. The this so is the dude my two, who read to you as a child, and he's telling you this is great. Can I give if you? If it's not great, you're just gonna be your world is gonna be shattered. Can I give you my two problems with this? Okay, go for it. One, it looked terrible. Mm. The graphic fidelity was pretty awful. Yeah. Like and it was like yeah you can look over and see your friend sitting there and you look over and it looks like something out of the <laughs> PS2 era yep. and their arms are like stiff and not moving like weird hopefully faces. it looks better yeah two in order to play this with your friends John how much money do you have to shell out for multiple okay. VR devices and this is not going to be available on P- PSVR right and I was about to say so you got the the like twelve hundred dollar PC uh huh. And you've got two that will run, will it run all these, or do you have to have? I don't do know. You network them together. Mm, that's a good question because, like, is it is it a thing where it's over the internet, or is it something like if you and I are sitting in the same room? I think it's on the, the same, same room. PC. I think it's supposed to be the same room, but I it's two just, different PCs. Like, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think like, you got to have four PCs to play with play with four people in this room. Wow, that seems intense, Chris. This seems very like out of reach for almost anyone. Yeah, I mean, and. We'll see. We'll see. But maybe that's why their arms weren't moving correctly and their faces looked strange. Yeah. I don't even know if there's a release date for that. Yeah. Then they ended the conference with something that I didn't... I ne- If you asked me if I would be excited for this game, mm-hmm. I would never have said yes. But I am. Okay. Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Didn't that look cool? It looked really cool. Uh, you play as a different character this time. Right. And they, ga- they gave you kind of an intriguing kind of like storyline or whatever. Like, right. And I love like the different like things that give them a kind of a personality. So like whenever he's infiltrating someplace, he like listens to this cool music. Yep. Like, oh, I want to do that. And then uh, some of the abilities are really, really cool. Yeah, like, the hacking looks like it's been taken up a notch from yeah. last time. Um, where's, uh, where's it located? It's, it's San in San Francisco. Yeah. And so like that seems really cool. San Francisco being like, you know, one of my favorite cities as like a city like just the cool structure and the different neighborhoods and like alcatraz is there i mean there's and i think like it includes some of the regions kind of around it like where you can go kind of uh up to like marin county and that sort of thing and like a little bit of like san jose it's obviously not a one-to-one recreation of san francisco and the surrounding bay area but i'm very excited chris and like if only just to explore that city um in this in this like kind of hacker-esque world i just think it's really cool in in that way um i also thought like the the options they gave you were really cool where it's like oh if you want to approach this thing and hack this uh this car we're making sure that you can do that or if you want to go in guns a-blazing you can do that so it's kind of that player agency that player choice that you have uh who is my character so yeah that's very cool yeah i like it a lot can we take a break before we move on yeah we can. All right. All right, Chris. We are back. We are. We're talking about Microsoft. We're talking about Sony. There's a lot, lot to cover here, bro. What I want to start with with uh, Microsoft is start with the hardware. So let's just start with the big announcement. Jumping right to the biggin. 
Actually, we're not going to start with the big one. Oh, we're, we're not <laughs> jumping right to the big one. Well, uh, let's talk about the, the Xbox One S. They started their conference with that. That's right. Um, so the Xbox One S is coming out this fall. Uh, you can get a 500 gigabyte model for three, no, sorry, two ninety nine. Yeah, a one terabyte model for three fifty, or a uh, two terabyte model for um, which is the largest terabyte uh, Xbox One we've seen. Right uh, for three ninety nine. Very cool, man. Yep, and so um, it's, it's a lot smaller. Uh, it's white. Can yeah. stand on its side. Uh, I think the the only big um, so there are there are a couple of hardware differences. They have said that it has increased RAM and memory mm-hmm. that developers can take advantage of, and so the, the developers, the coalition, uh, the developers of Gears of War Four, has said that they're going to take advantage of that to make sure that Gears of War Four runs well whenever there are taxing things happening on screen. Mm-hmm. So, like the implication is, it will look worse on our consoles than on the Xbox One S. So. There is that. that. There's also no connect port. There's that. In order to save space, they took out the dedicated connect port, and you have to uh, to get a um, free dongle, USB dongle converter f- from Microsoft in order to plug in your connect. Which yeah. is, uh, I'm glad that they've provided us a solution. I don't like the fact that they're taking up one of their USB spots so I can plug in my connect. Yeah, and then like so with that. They've done, like, later on in the conference, right? And so I'm jumping ahead a little bit. They did made the announcement, um, and we knew this was coming. They just basically reinforced Cortana is coming to your Xbox One. Yeah. So you can say, hey, Cortana, and then look up things online. You can say, hey, Cortana, record that. I mean, like, it's basically the, the functionality of your Connect is getting smarter. Right. With Cortana, right, which is going to be um, a Siri-esque kind of a, a AI. But we've built announced in. this console that doesn't natively support it yep and like that that was strange to me and i was like well i was like what does it need like what does cortana need to function and it's like she just really needs a microphone and so like i wonder if maybe it's coming to chat headsets is the thing so like if you have a chat headset it doesn't matter if you have a connect or not if you have a chat chat headset if you're sitting there playing multiplayer you know the division with your friends and you say xbox record that she will hear you and understand or it won't be xbox will say i guess hey cortana record that yeah um She'll hear you through the chat headset. So th- there is that option. Yeah. Funny thing about about my connect, by the way, is is whenever uh, Phil Spencer would say Xbox on stage, sometimes it would be start listening to him. Well, that means that it's you need to calibrate it again. Yeah, probably. But it was really it's not funny. canceling out your speakers. It was it was really funny. The um, the other interesting thing is the uh, or two two other interesting things about the Xbox One S has a internal. Um, IR blaster so mm-hmm. that whenever you the, it takes right. the pla- again it takes the place of the connect and so like whenever you turn on your console it can turn on your television and adjust your volume and all this other kind of stuff yep. so that's what that's for change your channels on your TV um, you can also uh, the the power brick sorry is also included in the box there's no external power brick anymore which which is a huge change huge change like it, it saves a lot of space on the floor like that's something that. Honestly, like I wish was in our box. Right, my know? power brick actually makes noise. Oh, really? Which is strange. There's like a fan in there. Um, it seems like, and it just like it just 
Weird. Can you hear it? You can't hear it from like my uh, my couch because it's underneath my entire media center. Yeah, mine is too. I remember whenever I initially hooked it up, like whenever it first came out. Whenever I was just like that first night, I was like, "Oh my gosh, here's the Xbox One." You just throw it in, you know, where you don't like take the time to like wire it in nicely and like put everything. I was like, "What does that sound? It sounds like a fan." And it, it wasn't my actual console. It's the Power Brick, which is very strange. They also announced customizable Xbox One controllers. This is one of the coolest things that they announced, John. In my opinion. I was literally, before we started recording just now, (laughs) I was literally customizing one. Yeah. What's it called? Xbox One Design Labs? Yeah. Yeah. And so you can go on there and like there's just all these options for colors and um, not patterns, but just colors and engraving and stuff like that you can do with your your, uh, um, Xbox One controller. You can change the controllers of all the buttons and the different areas and the sticks. Over 8 million options. That's amazing. Some of them, it's like, why would you want to do that option? But, you Someone know, will. Someone will. And right. it's like, there's, you know, obviously, like, I want a unique controller, man. I want this controller to, to like, shout my personality. So, the cool thing is, obviously. Like the normal controllers only cost uh, $70. This right. is 80 Right. And if you want engraving, it's 90 Yeah. So. Very cool. I, like, this is a huge, huge deal. For only ten more dollars, right? Why would you not do this? I'm I'm excited to do it, Chris. I've been needing a new controller. Yeah. Um, and this seems like a cool way to get that done. They also announced the Gears of War Elite controller, so it's the Elite controller, uh, with uh, Gears of War theme applied to it. Super super cool. And I some kind blood of... spatter. Oh yeah, B- blood splatter, scratches. All that stuff. It's the controller you put out. It smells whenever. like chainsaws. Yeah, exactly. It uh, it has chainsaws in the in the like triggers. That'd be crazy. Um, no, like it's the controller you want to set out whenever like someone's coming over, oh, just yeah. so you feel. Like, oh man, this John, John John's an intense human being. He's got this he blood spattered doing. controller. I honestly like. So uh, there was a. Uh, I, I'm a fan of themed controllers. Of course. I have a from for the, my Xbox 360. I still use the one I use all the time is a, a Modern Warfare 3 themed controller. Right. They had some Gears of War 3 controllers, and I was like, I really want to buy those, and I never did. They had some cool. I'm Halo very ones very tempted too. to get this Gears of War Elite controller because mm-hmm. I've been wanting an Elite controller, mm-hmm. and I wanted a Gears of War themed controller last generation. Yep. Never got it. I I think I'm going to go for this, John. You should. I think I'm going to finally get like an this El- is Elite the controller. one. This is the one. This is the moment. Yeah. Does it cost any more than the normal ones? That's a good question. The normal Elite controller? Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. The, I mean, the theme controllers don't anyway. normally cost more than the regular controllers. Yeah. Uh, it's just like they're, they're limited edition. So what I would love, like, Chris. Man, as, as, as scarce as the Elite controllers have That's been, right. I wonder if this is just going to be like, I, I need to pre-order this now. You really need to get, like, like get on your All phone right, right at this right. second and pre-order. Um, I will say I really kind of wished... That the because I w- I wouldn't mind having an elite controller right mm-hmm. it's not something I mean they're really expensive and it's not something that I probably would spend because you can buy almost two controllers for the price of an elite controller um, almost not quite the math doesn't quite work out there Chris but um, I was almost like I wonder or I wish that they would do like the design lab thing with an elite controller almost. yeah I, I think mean, it'd it's be super expensive and a super high end thing anyway that a small percentage of people probably buy yeah. for the elite controller. But I would like that, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I, I just think that it would it would cost us too much money. It would cost them too much money. It would just be a hassle over, yeah. overall. Yeah. There's no reason to do it. True. Xbox One, Project Scorpio. 
That was the Whoa. big reveal announcement at the end. Yeah. And uh, so there was this big developer diary. It was really, really cool uh, talking about Project Scorpio and how this is the most powerful console ever made. And uh, going to have six teraflops. All the teraflops. All the teraflops. It's teraflopping all over the place, Chris. It's coming out next year. And uh, everything, all the peripherals from your Xbox One currently will work on there. And uh, all the games will work across the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Project Scorpio, yeah. as well as Windows 10. That leads us into the another announcement, which I think is the biggest announcement. And we'll talk about, we'll t- discuss this whole kind of package here in a second. Xbox Play Anywhere was something they announced like basically every single exclusive game f- from now on will be Xbox Play Anywhere, meaning you can, uh, whenever you buy it on console or PC, like number one, like Gears of War is now on PC for sure. Like you know it's going to, it's going to be um, available on both platforms. But not only do you buy one and get the other, you can stop playing one and then pick it up on the other yeah. at any time. And so... So wh- it's cross-by between a Windows 10 PC yes. and then your Xbox. And cross-play. Right. But like it's, it's, and it's, not just, it, it's, it's not just a, well, I have two copies of the game. It's, I, I, it's the same game mm-hmm. with the same save file mm-hmm. on both machines. And uh, what, what this means and what Microsoft did, and people aren't really uh, talking about this a lot, John, and they're not giving Microsoft enough credit for what they did. Yeah. Microsoft changed the game. Yeah. Microsoft said we don't like the way things are playing out right now under <laughs> the, the current, current rules. Yeah. We're going to change the rules. Right. And instead of continuing down this road of box against box and console against console, the the phrase that Phil Spencer kept saying was um a what did he say? A basically a a platform free or a generation or generation free. generation free world. Yep. Meaning Xbox is now a platform. It's it is the method by which you play your games on different devices. Yep. Because Project Scorpio may not even be called an Xbox. It probably I'm sure it will be, but it might right. not it probably won't be Xbox One. Right. It'll be Xbox something. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that from now on, continuing from this moment forward, mm-hmm. every game that comes out will be able to be played across the spectrum of Microsoft Xbox enabled devices. Yeah. Windows 10 PCs, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Project Scorpio, whatever it is they think of in the future, probably at some point they'll figure out a way to put them on Windows 10 P, uh, tablets, like Surface Pros. Right. That I mean, they, those things are PCs basically too. Well, even the Minecraft stuff that they were talking about this time, they were playing that they on. They were playing it Surface. with, with, with right. different people. Like they were cross playing with a, yeah. a Surface and a computer, and it's yeah. just like holy cow! And it's just like I realized that the Surface and tablets, like they're not necessarily are powerful enough to run like gears of war yeah but it's like you know your souped up gigantic you know pc laptop Mm. could Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you take that on the go with you and it's like you pick up right where your xbox left off what the heck man i know crazy that's like it's a game changer it is a game changer yeah it's like it's almost as if you know they were basically yeah like you said we don't like how this is all going down and uh and you know we're you know, we're going to basically just do something different. We're, we're doing something new. And I, th- I remember like earlier this year, um, people were asking about, um, 
oh, the game, a Quantum Break. Yeah. That came out earlier this year. People were talking about how that was coming to PC, and they kind of made a big deal whenever it was announced for PC. I think a lot of Xbox players um, on the console front felt like, Oh, you've robbed us of an exclusive. What are you doing, Phil? What are you What are you playing at here? And it's like it's not. And and his reply was, he said, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like it's not like you're you know not getting something. This is all the same platform, right? It's ever you know it's all the same thing. And so um, that's what people in the the games media right now, like some some people are are I guess kind of getting it, but I haven't really even heard them analyze it or, or phrase it in this way. Where it's like. And I think Microsoft needed probably needed to be a little more direct with like right. this is now a platform, but I don't think they wanted to alienate right. all the gamers. They just wanted to do it mm-hmm. and let it organically become the platform. Correct. But like this is now a platform. Yeah. Like, it's super cool, man. Yeah, and the talk that Phil had at like what was it GDC earlier this year where he was talking about how he saw a future where you know you could iterate quicker and yeah. you and the PC and the console are not as separate as they as they once have been because your your box is basically a, a PC and so why not have mid cycle upgrades and why not yeah. have you know more iterative process and and why not blur the lines between what a PC and a console is and it's like this is the next step of that. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was basically laying the groundwork and putting yeah. this in people's minds to say, yeah. you know, this is going to happen and we're going to be doing this. Well, even with the Xbox One S, like I previously said, there's going to be upgraded RAM and yeah. memory in in that machine that's not available in the current version. So you're saying, like, it's, it's a step up. Yeah. It's a gradual step up, but it's a step up. And I think every iteration on whatever they come out with is going to be a step up every single time. Yeah. But we're still going to be playing the same games, live in the same ecosystem, play with the same people. Right. This is only good. Like, oh, this is, this is. This is a good thing for gamers. Yeah, it's a good thing for gamers, and I think it's an even better thing for just the the ecosystem of uh, developing games and like you know bringing the the PC more in line with the consoles. Because you know I remember a couple like I guess at the end of last console generation, people were talking about oh consoles, you know they're going to be phased out eventually, and they're going to be yeah. um, you know, and that's obviously not true because these consoles are selling like crazy right now, right? Um, but bringing it more in line with where the PC world is yeah. and with with where you have okay you've choices where it's like right. hey i want to play a game i want to get on board with with these game experiences but i've only got a little bit of cash it's like well here's the entry level the yeah. the you know your your 299 box right your mm-hmm. your Xbox 1S mm-hmm. and it's like okay that's awesome and maybe somebody else, your friend is like, hey, I'm going to get in, but I've got, you know, whatever it's going to be, like 500 bucks, 600 mm-hmm. bucks. I don't know how much this box is going to be, the Scor- Project Scorpio box. It could be really expensive. Um, but it's like, if you really want, I want the best. I want to be future-proofed for the next however many years until they come out with a new iteration. And maybe I upgrade, but maybe I wait for the next one. Yeah. Kind of how we are with our cell phones and things where it's like, I'll jump on the S cycle. And it's like, ah, I, I can skip this one. Yeah. I'm just going to grab the next one that comes out, yeah. you know? And and it's why while that new one has like new features, it's very cool. It's like, obviously, I don't have like, I'm not in the bleeding edge of technology right now. But it's what I what I am enjoying, and I'm okay with. Well, that. like I'm not going to go out and buy the Xbox One S this fall. Correct. But I will go buy Project Scorpio when it comes out. Right, and like I mean, and that's that's totally legit. And I think about the the S, the extra, uh, the extra oomph, the extra stuff. I feel like that was a decision where it's like, well, definitively, we've had you know. Uh, 
lots of people's shoot out both PS4 mm-hmm. and Xbox One, mm-hmm. the current boxes as is. And uh, the Xbox One has always kind of come in just barely after the right, PS4. Right. So giving it just a little bit of extra, if they're going to make a new box, I feel might like as well. might as well throw yeah. a little bit extra in there and just maybe it'll have a little bit better performance than the PS4 now. And it's like, the, and so like even just with a little bit or at least match it, you know, um, even just with this small little tweak, this small upgrade where it's like, oh, this, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. But it's just got a little bit extra. I think that was the reasoning in that. It's oh yeah, for like, sure. Let's not let's let's not put out a console that's weaker. But again, than I think our it's, it's them right saying now. specs don't matter. You're, yeah. you're what you're the machine you're playing on. It doesn't matter. What matters is the games and the platform with which you're playing, which is Xbox. Right. And like they are intentionally making creating a world where it doesn't matter what you play on as long as you play the game. Right. And it's like part of me is is you know somewhat nervous about it in that um, it'll it could potentially make things harder for developers because if they're scaling things to multiple devices and optimizing for multiple things, I think about um, Batman, Arkham sit or Arkham Knight, the last Batman that came out. They had an Xbox SKU, they had a PlayStation SKU, and they had a PC SKU. PC SKU was totally messed up, and they just ended up refunding everybody's money and removing that from the marketplace um, because it was so bad. And I mean, I attribute that that though to like the fact that you know if you release something on Xbox or PlayStation, it's got to go through certification, and they make sure that this thing actually runs. Now you do run into into things like you know when Skyrim came out originally, like there's a lot of bugs, and you can run into bugs still there, right? But it's not like what they ran into with PC. With PC, you can just put whatever you want on there, man, and you can push patches all day. And so like that's true. I, I don't think that that was developed. That PC version was developed with as much intentionality. Now if if you're developing something on the Xbox Live platform for Windows 10 that has to live on the same platform, mm-hmm. it's going to go through the same certification process. Right. And in that case, hopefully you'll get a consistent um, experience across uh, across platforms. Yeah. Because what I think – I don't think that – you know, um, with PC, I think you'll still have the controls that you have. Right. You'll be able to turn on different effects or whatever. But, Correct. you know, the between the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Project Scorpio, I think those will be locked in still. Yeah. They'll still guess, lock in what, what this is going to be for each box. Right. And I guess, the, like, the only fear that I have is that it's going to end up extending the de- the development cycle a lot, like, time-wise. Um, yeah. Because if they're having to, to troubleshoot and bug out, you know, the different, uh, the different specs for these, you know, three different machines or uh, by Xbox One, one S and then the Scorpio and then a PC or something like that. I mean, it, they're going to have to go through a little bit of extra process just to get the specs in line with these other boxes, like yeah. just to test it on these other boxes. So I feel like it might eventually come in and like delay things a little bit. But right now we basically have, um, you know, we have Microsoft saying, Hey, we're dedicated to making, yeah. making these things perfect, uh, making or making these things work across the, uh, every, every iteration of yeah. a box. And I think that's, you know, that's a solid place to start. So I, th- I think, I think also, uh, Phil mentioned, we're giving people this much warning. Basically we're announcing it now this year, whenever it doesn't come out until next year, because we want to give developers enough chance to get on board with this. Yeah. So we are, are giving them enough, enough headway or lead time. I don't think like, honestly, like I don't necessarily think that's going to be a, a problem. Like it might make for a, de- a longer development cycle, but like, Whenever it comes down to it, if they're planning ahead, what does it matter if it took them four years to make this game versus three? You know, like it, it 
I won't find out about it until right. like right before you know a year before it releases. So like, right. who cares at that point? Like as long as they can plan their own development cycle out, right. like to release when they want to release, that's fine by me. Yeah. Uh, the I think the the um, the bigger risk is that <sighs> there are two risks. Number one, eventually, like the the bottom of the the ladder will get left behind. Right. So right now the bottom of the ladder is Xbox One. Uh, probably not our Project Scorpio, but maybe one or two iterations beyond that. Xbox One, it'll have to get left behind yeah. because it's going to hold everything back or everything's just going to look terrible on it and you need, just need to abandon it anyway. Right. And so like that's what you run the risk of. You run the risk of that happening. You also run the risk of uh, not wanting to alienate that lower um, tier. So you, you think about, we talked about Just Dance earlier, and I don't know if this version 2017 is available on Wii, but last year's was. Yeah. And they're still developing that game to work on the Wii. Yeah. Meaning that every other ga- version of the game is limited by the capabilities of the Wii. That's why, like, uh, that's why last year, whenever the, like, last year was kind of the last hurrah with, like, let's still put things out on 360 and PS3 as right. well as the Xbox One and PS4, and things were getting held back. Destiny was held back by it. Now, yeah. this new expansion is not going to do that. Right. Because that's a terrible way to develop a game. Right. So, that's well, the, the last th- Call of Duty, like, uh, it didn't even have the full features. Like, it didn't have a campaign on the, on, on the three, on the older gen yeah. versions. And it's like, it didn't have a lot of the, uh, the content that the most, like, the current gen versions had. And, and that's more of a, that's more of a, an example of the right way to do it, where right. it's like, let's not, Limits the capabilities of the game based on the lower version of the hardware, True. but I I I think that it's probable that we will have a Destiny kind of situation where these developers do limit themselves because they want a wider install base. Right. We'll see how it plans out. Like who knows? I don't right. know. You know, like well, and at some point with your phone, even like the 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 uh, iPhone three G not supported anymore you know true and so and that's the thing like that's what i mean like eventually they'll have to fall off but like you know we have if you know if we have 20 20 million uh xbox ones right. sold like at what point do you drop that whole like player base and say hey we're gonna we're gonna kick all this whole 20 million player base to the curb and yeah. say you need to upgrade your console or you're just not gonna play new games yeah and so i think about okay so so if I think about like the only equivalent I can think of is is the phone thing. So if if I think about those people who hold on to their 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 three G phone or whatever, it's well a, past after it gets dropped, a lot of people do that. Um, they're limited and they know they're limited. Like whenever they go to the store, it's like ah, this app it won't work with your phone. Yeah, you know. And so I think until like if, if it's just kind of quietly done, it's never really. Um, they don't come out in their new iPhone. This is the new iPhone, and today, as of today, we're dropping this other well, one the, off the cliff. Well, you know? well, that's well, yeah, they do because like that's an Apple decision though. Because yeah, Apple exactly. decides, okay, this phone cannot handle this operating system. We don't support it anymore, and that's when developers have right. to move on and say we don't develop for that anymore. So, like, what it's going to have to be is it's going to have to be Microsoft exactly. saying, "Sorry, the new dashboard update or whatever is, yep. does not apply to these these." machines or consoles moving forward right and i don't know like we'll see how it pans out like it's cool like uh, it's exciting because it's like this hasn't happened on this kind of scale before right. with these kinds of machines right and so we get to see how it works out um 
I'm I'm not like scared of any of it, but I'm just like it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, I also think it's really cool. Like this is the first time in this generation where Microsoft has kind of done something completely different because like we had we had them back off of their original dream for what the Xbox One was going to be. Yeah. Um, due to like some fan reaction, and it's like part of me has always wondered like, what if they just like <laughs> kept going? Had, yeah. What if you they know? just stuck to their guns? Yeah. What if they just did it? You know? And it's like I part of part of me is like, okay, so. That would have been. They probably would have, but it would have been the far more interesting thing because you have these two console manufacturers that are basically playing different games, and now we have the same sort of situation where we have two console manufacturers that are playing different games. Where Xbox is like, okay, this is a platform. We put this out here. It's all about you know machine agnostic exactly, and then PlayStation is all about well, in order to play PlayStation games, you have to get the PlayStation box. Yeah, so. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I, I'm also bummed out that, which we'll get this later, that PlayStation didn't say anything about Neo or, you know, 4.5 or whatever yeah. they're going to call it. There's a big uh, contrast to how both companies are handling their mid-cycle update. Yeah, like, and I like, because honestly, I'm always for more communication is better. Just upfront, clear communication is better than no communication, which is what I felt like I got from PlayStation. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. The Before we move on to games... I wanted to talk about uh, three cool things that are coming to Xbox Live. First is cl- our clubs. Yep. So you can join clubs that uh, are a group of people who have similar interests in something, uh, which is really cool. So it's like I think it will it will help um, it'll help like us if we like okay we have a, a group who you know really wants to play Destiny all the time, but like I can't like I look at my friends list sometimes and I was like I cannot remember who I used to play Destiny with. Yep. I don't remember. Same with me for like Rocket League and stuff where it's like I like some of these people I know play Rocket League, but I don't know which ones do yeah. and which ones don't, you know, and I don't know which ones I know and which ones I've just like bumped into. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. So like this way I'll be able to be like, hey, do you want to fire up Destiny again? Right. I remember we played this. The other thing is uh, looking for a group, yeah. LFG built into Xbox Live. Thank you. Like, uh, do you think this is a? Re- I think this is a reaction to the hubbub about Destiny not having yeah. built in uh, yeah. matchmaking. Uh, matchmaking, yeah, oh, like yeah. because that that's the worst. And I think they're saying, well, there's a hole here mm-hmm. that developers are not filling. Why don't we fill it? Because we can do it well. And we can do it where they don't leave our platform yep. and go to the internet to these janky sites to try to find people to play. Well, you know, Phil um, actually loves Destiny, plays Destiny. Like, that's one of his t- most top played games yeah. uh, on Xbox is Destiny. And so it's like, you know that he has <laughs> run into this at some oh, point yeah. where he's just like, I need I need to run the raid. I got nobody to call. Like, you yeah. know, the... The you know the guys from from coalition or or you know three four three they're all busy they can't run this raid with me yeah so yeah so he's uh he's out there looking for group doing you know destiny LFG and now he's just like guys we can do this far better oh, yeah. than than these other sites and in our UI let's do this they already did this a little bit with three sixty with I think they called them uh, beacons on the three sixty where mm, I you remember could, and and people like I would I used it a couple times where. Like I saw a friend who was like, "Hey, I need some co-op for Borderlands 2. and I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's let's hop into Borderlands." Um, right. And but it was never. It was always like just within your friend group, and yeah. it was just like it didn't. Most people didn't change them. They would set it once, and like you know, they would, wouldn't right. change it. And so, I think this will be a lot more of a a uh, um, thoughtful right experience. Right. 
Yeah, because the other thing was almost like a status. Like it was almost like yeah. if you think about it, like yep. a, a Facebook status. Yeah, yeah, it was just like. And this is more Chris like a post. wants to play some Modern Warfare Three or something. Yeah. You know, and it was and like if if you weren't playing Modern Warfare Three at that exact moment where you're like, yeah, you're doing something else. You're like, you know, watching a video or something like that. And it's like he wants to play Modern Warfare Three, but he's in Netflix. Right. I don't know if this exactly, is true yeah. or not. You well, know. And they describe this more as uh, like a classified ad. You right. Know? So. Right. And you know, if, like if, it's if, a traditional if, LFG. Yeah. If they model it after the other thing, it's like okay, at this time, uh, if you have these types of qualifications, join me. Well, it looks like on the, on the actual like ad, it looks like it uh, at the bottom. It kept track of. Like if this was still available, or if it, right. the party was full, or if they had you know yeah. like openings still, like it's awesome. Yeah, super super cool. I uh, I can't wait to see how it pans out. They also have this thing called uh, Arena, where it's um, yeah some kind of multiplayer arena competitive tournament tournament basically. yeah thing. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. I I mean I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued as well. I think they've tried to do this before uh, with like on 360, and but definitely there's like there's. There's obviously a market for like tournament style things, and so like if you could build your own um, Rocket League tournament or something like that with amongst like your friends or oh, like man, whatever, that'd be super cool. it'd be really fun. Yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be a good time. So I think we like, could have a stay on target tournament. Exactly, and so I think like those types of things would be would be ideal. Um, we'll see how it implements. I'm very excited about it. Esports is a huge thing, Chris. Yeah. So yeah, it's time to jump into games. We're going to start off with Forza Horizon 3. Holy cow! It's in Australia this time. Oh, oi. With dynamic weather. <laughs> yeah. And kangaroos. Oh. You can do you can do tricks with your cars this time. Flip through the air. That was nuts. Um, and that in the demo was so crazy. And I love it. Like somebody in the uh, in the crowd <laughs> yells, show off, after this person like did a flip. I mean, why would you not do a flip? I Like if you have the capability and the skill to do a flip, I also think that was the person in the... Uh, driving with the with the drive pad like mm-hmm. where they and so it's like this person is obviously super serious about their racing <laughs> games like if there is somebody on this stage right now that uh that knows how to do a flip it's the person with the driving wheel and the 4k display super pumped about this <laughs> uh like we debated on whether or not um we actually didn't keep track of our predictions so who knows like That's were we supposed true. to keep track of them i don't, I don't remember I don't anyway remember. uh Super pumped that Forza Horizon... No Red Dead. No Red Dead frowny face. Gosh dang it, man. <sighs> when is it going to happen? It's going to happen. It's got to happen eventually, man. It's got to happen. I'm going to keep saying it every year until it happens. It'll happen. And I feel it like... It probably won't even happen at E3. <sighs> I don't know, man. Forza Horizon 3, though. Yeah. Super, super cool. Super pumped about it. I'm going to get this. Oh, man. Day comes, one. Day one. Comes out in September, <sighs> so it's early enough so it doesn't interfere with a lot of the holiday releases. That's right. Cannot wait. Very cool, and it looks like it looks like all of the fun of Forza Horizon Two, and then some. Like they they uh, with Forza Horizon Two, they introduced some DLC um, called Storm Island, and they had like some really extreme weather conditions. Mm-hmm. Those are coming over to uh, the main game uh, of, of Forza Horizon Three, and there is like more. With this location, there's more variants of, like, things. Whereas, like, Forza Horizon 1 was in, like, the southwest or whatever. And so it was very um, very much the same and deserty. And so with Forza Horizon 2, they brought it to Italy. And there's, like, these different regions of Italy. It's very cool. But this one, there's, like, rainforest. Mm-hmm. There's, like, beach. And there's desert. I mean, there's, there's very... town. Yeah, there's very, stuff. very different kind of places that you can, can yeah. visit and uh, and race in. I also liked the uh, the multiplayer demonstration where 
they had a, a someone setting up a multiplayer kind of campaign, mm-hmm. and they sent it out to their friends. Pressed X, they immediately join them, and they're all right there. Um, very cool. Yeah, the best part about this, I think, is that you can do the uh, campaign in a co-op mode. Yeah. Four-player co-op, which is awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. I wanted to talk a little bit about ReCore, not necessarily because I... Um, I don't know. Like, So this, it looked a lot different than the trailer we got last year, yeah, but was- in a cooler way. Like, yeah. I actually like... I'm intrigued by this game now. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't really articulate it yet, why I... I um, find this appealing, mm-hmm. but it just seemed fun. It seems like so. It's a. It seems like kind of a 3D platformer or shooter or puzzler in some way. Yeah. Um. It, and so that's what appealed to me about it this time. Like last time we had the CG trailer and I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's really going on. But with the gameplay that we saw this time, there's lots of um, dashing and platforming around. And so it gives me those those vibes of like a 3D kind of fast Sonic or Mega Man, like that kind of a vibe about mm. it. And uh, I didn't think necessarily the graphics looked like super pretty. No, I just think it's like early in development, honestly. But it's coming out like later this year. Like it's coming out, let me see, it's coming out in September um like that's what was the thing it was like i i didn't know i don't know what this is i don't know if it's like a full-on yeah, right. release. September, september 13th yeah it's like a week before forza horizon weird 3. dude i don't know yeah you're right it didn't look that pretty and i mean okay so it looked the colors were cool it didn't look that complex i guess right. is what i should say like the textures. textures and stuff like that yeah really simplistic interesting maybe they're just going for more cartoony like art style yeah and it's like if the gameplay is solid i don't need it to look really good yeah. and it's like i don't know what at what price point are we talking we're here? also looking at this thing like streaming over the internet you know Very like true. I, it, maybe it's supposed to look more cartoony you know yeah. what i mean yeah definitely okay i will also say this about it i thought that it the graphics the fidelity looked better than some of the last guardians stuff. Like, I mean, cause like the last guardian being like a last gen game that is like, was in development for so long. Yeah. This one looks a little like on par, at least with that kind of a texture uh, yeah. vibe. The game that I'm probably most excited about from Microsoft this year, mm-hmm. gears of war four, <laughs> that demo. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. This was another game where I was like, this is totally like a uh, Chris will love oh, this gosh, man. There was so much going on. Yeah. Like, it was so complex. There's, like, this, all these different enemies and these cool different guns that I've never seen before that, like, ricochet off through people and off of things. And, like, there's <laughs> these tornadoes and big, huge lightning bolts. And, like, oh, my goodness, dude. They were getting fancy with that buzzsaw gun. <laughs> like, what is going like, on? Like, what in the world? They were shooting it at the thing, and it would go up straight up in the air, and then they would fall back down and cut people in <laughs> half. Know. And you're just like, what? Yes, dude. Well, and what was sh- so like that was the main guy that we were following in that demo. But like the other character was shooting some kind of like uh, it was like a vertical light beam that like traveled along the ground and like just like killed people or something. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. Really crazy, man. It was awesome though. I uh, one of my favorite things the wind storm like whenever yeah. you have the storm up there. Yeah, and then they like saw someone in half, and one half goes on one side of the person, <laughs> and the other. And I'm yes. just like, this is the most gears of war thing <laughs> I have ever seen. And I love the new enemy. Yeah. Like the, um, what were they called before? Not uh, Horde. I keep thinking Horde mode, but like, um, anyway. the Not the Thrall? Is it the? the no. Thr- no, no, no. That's, that's, Destiny. that's Destiny. Anyway, everyone's yelling at us right now. I probably know. At their, at their iPods. That's okay. The Because they're listening on iPods. iPod Nanos. <laughs> 
No matter iPod touches, man. <laughs> the new the new enemies are super super cool. Like they're like fast and like they crawl around. And, like Gosh. they're super creepy and like, kind of remind me like of Dead Space slash the Thrall. Like they kind of yeah. they kind of look, like move like that. Um, but man, dude, I cannot wait for this game. I wow. I told you, I think yesterday. Uh, so I've. I've pre-ordered the the collector's edition, That's right? But there's two versions of the collector's edition. It comes with a statue, and uh, like one of them, he has like armor on, and another one, he has a jacket on. And I couldn't decide, so I pre-ordered both of them, and I'm just going to decide later. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like jackets or do you like armor? I don't know, man. I need to like look at them again because I was in a weird like I not de- I couldn't decide kind of mood. Like, yeah, I just needed to get it pre-ordered and then i can decide so i need i need to like sit down and just decide i'm like right now if you were going to ask me what i what i'm going to do right now i'm kind of leaning toward the jacket yeah that's kind of cool and unique it is very cool i mean it's like and and who what other game are you going to be riding a motorcycle a gigantic bike like that with a buzzsaw gun and a jacket true you know yeah and it was a cool looking jacket yeah 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 did you? Is there anything else you want to say about that? No, other than that, that demo looked so fun. Oh, like the man. the co-op campaign type situation. Oh, John, we're gonna play the crap out of that thing. Um, I did note it wasn't split screen. Um, and so I don't think that. I mean, they've said it's gonna be split screen. Was was Gears of War three split screen? I think it was. I think it, like because we again, didn't play most of it split screen though. Everybody, yeah, exactly. But everybody had the big like uh, hoopla about. Um, Halo not having split screen. And so they made a point of being like, oh, Gears has split screen. And so, like, for it to, you know, not that that's a, this is a tell of like whether or not it's split screen anymore, whether or not they've optimized it. I think they probably just wanted to show the best fidelity possible. And so they just did it this way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just comparing this to like most of the games that I play co-op, I play in a plane with you. Right. And like we, yeah, we used to play them all split screen. Yeah. And that made the most sense. Like, earlier in our lives right but like right now that doesn't like something to make the most sense no. like uh i still enjoy it and i still like you know every once in a while but like if i really just want to like sit down every night for a week yep. and play a game i'd yep. rather be able to play it online co-op whereas there's been a couple games recently marvel battlegrounds specifically that i'm just like why can i not play this over the internet yeah yeah that's there's... why they're ending the game john <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's why, Chris. I'm, th- I'm, I'm making that. There's up. a lot of reasons why, but you can listen to our podcast all about that. Sad. <laughs> all sad. They all make me a sad panda. They talked about the division underground. Yeah. It's coming out later this month, which yeah. is amazing. They put a date on it, June 28th. I cannot wait. Most unique thing that I noticed about this one, Chris, was the randomly generated kind of dungeons that they talk mm-hmm. about. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but it's it's exciting. Um. It's also kind of like it makes me kind of like excited but nervous because like the only, the one thing that could make that go wrong like because I love the idea of like having a different experience each time or whatever that you do a certain mission because you do repeat missions in this game yeah. let's be honest and then but the one thing that like makes me nervous about it is if the uh, incursion because the last incursion we tried was very hard or whatever but if it was hard and also different every single time you would there would be this element of randomness to it where it's like oh don't like this roll restart it. You know, so I, I had a thought about this um, today, John. Okay, uh, different than that. I agree. To this point, uh, in order to make missions more difficult or experiences more difficult, all the division has done is 
make the uh, the enemies take more damage. There's giant bullet sponges, or there's more of them, or something like that. Okay, that's the only way that they've made them more difficult. Right, monster closet. What if they're taking a different approach now and saying the way we make it more difficult instead of upping the the enemies, we up the randomness of the experience, the environment. And so. Hmm. You have to know what you're doing and be able to do that anywhere rather than we just like give you a bullet sponge of a of a boss to fight. I like it. Yes. That would like, be cool. It's a different approach to making it. Hopefully, it's that's what I'm hoping. Like there's they've seen like, yeah, this is these experiences have been kind of um uh, repetitive up till now, which I think I was it that interview where they were saying like we've listened to the gamers or we listened to you. There's something I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like I know that they hear this feedback. They get on the Reddit and they see the feedback. The people are saying like this is just over and over again, like the same kind of thing. Bullet yeah. sponge, bullet sponge, bullet sponge. Like, well, let's 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 change it up. Give them That's what different. I'm hoping they're doing. Yeah. So we'll see if they do it. Um, I'm excited either way. Seems pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I love the setup where they're like, we thought we got rid of them, but they just. Uh, what do they say? Like the basically the the, the groups just went underground, you know. And I like it. The reassembling <laughs> in the New York underground. In the New York underground, Very inside, cool. we had a weird a trailer that was even more vague than the trailer last year. So this is the interesting thing, man. I mean, well, limbo, two years ago. I feel like that was two, two years. It ago. was two years ago. Limbo was huge, right? Like, I mean, that game was pretty big. Uh, what do you mean? Like I mean, like a lot of people played Popular? it. Popular? Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was a slow burn because it was a uh, it was an indie um, game that came out for Summer of Arcade. It um, it did really well and got like rave reviews from everyone, mm-hmm. and then it kind of moved on to like more platforms and uh, more notoriety, and pr- it's pretty much available on anything right now. Right. And uh, but yeah, well, I mean, what's the point? So that, I though? guess my question is like, they didn't give anything about this game in the trailer, and if you didn't know anything about like Limbo or who's making this game. I don't know if you would really be into it because it's like <laughs> the first trailer we just, you know, two years ago, we saw a kid. We didn't see the kid in this trailer. Yeah. And we literally like there was almost like it didn't give anything away. It was just it just gave the tone, basically. Um, I th- and that game's coming out later this summer. Yeah, I agree. Then again, the the trailers for Limbo were never much of anything either. Hmm. And... I think that they've got this reputation. They're being consistent with with their image that they portrayed yeah. of the of of themselves as a developer and their games. And so, I don't know. They're taking that approach. Uh, either way, it comes out later this month, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm going to go watch you play it, <laughs> or if you Twitch stream it, I'll watch oh, you yeah, play I'll just Twitch it. Because it. like I don't know if there's any chance of me getting through this game. Like uh, I'll probably buy it. But it's like, I don't know if... I, I'll probably get stuck on the first little That's bit. That's actually... Um, let me look. I think... <laughs> so it comes out June 29th. Yeah. yeah. Is that July 4th weekend? Oh, that's June a good 29th. question. That's a good question. Yeah. It's July 4th weekend. So um, that weekend, I'm going to say it right now, starting probably... Like, I'll, I'll probably play on, like, the first. You know, I'll probably start, start sometime that weekend. Nice. Um, I'm going to play through inside. Cool. And stream it on Twitch. I will watch it. Probably got to make a new Twitch stream channel. That's fine. Yeah. I have a new one. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Matches my Twitter. I know. That's, that's what I'm going to have to do. Of course. Mine doesn't right now. Of course. Hope nobody has it. <laughs> you just need to go grab it like right I'm now. I'm going to go grab it before this posts. I can't believe you can't change your name, like uh, alter like where, know, where your stuff is. Like you can alter your Twitter name and stuff. So anyway. Uh, complete aside, Chris. Back to E3. Dead Rising 4. Wow. I 
I've never been a huge Dead Rising fan. Like, not in that I don't like the game. It's just I never played it um, to a huge extent. I played Dead Rising two a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dead Rising three didn't didn't play. Don't know why. I think it came out at launch. I had like a yeah. lot of other things I was playing at the time. Yeah. This looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Looks like a wild, like crazy zombie game. Not as fun as Days Gone, but we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. Halo Wars 2. Again, beautiful cinematic. I played Halo Wars 1. I didn't finish it. I'm just not a huge real time strategy guy. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be a a cool game, I think. And they have this new enemy and new backstory, and I really like that. Um, I hope that that kind of seeps into the larger Halo uh, universe, and maybe we see that next proper halo release yeah i definitely like whenever this was happening like whenever this was going down um the cinematic trailer i was like wow i want to know all the things about all of this and so it's like i almost want to play through the game just to see all the cinematics or like the cutscenes or like the story almost because um the other like halo wars one had some cool stuff in it Mm -hmm. so yeah they talked about a lot of indie games. They highlighted a few. The one that I want to talk about the most, it's on uh, Xbox Early Access later this month as well. We Happy Few. This was another one of those games, Chris. As soon as it happened, I was like, this has Chris written all <laughs> over it. It looks like uh, it looks like Bioshock has that kind of vibe and feel and, and tone. And man, like all I want to do is play this game. Jeez. Like whenever whenever i've seen stuff about this before i've never gotten this vibe about it like i've never like it hasn't even occurred to me that it was this type of game yeah and so whenever we we go down and at first i was like what the heck is going on there's like somebody with all the pills and then then it keeps going it gets crazier and crazier and there's like i want to see this through to the end yeah and so like the fact that it's on early access i think that's very cool like it's strange but it's very cool that it's on early access um Again, right up your alley, man. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, Cuphead, they've made a big deal about it in the past. Uh, that's another uh, game on, on uh, ID at Xbox. But, uh, they didn't show that. They, they showed it in a, in a uh, montage, and that was it. Yeah. And so like, I thought that was very strange either. I, I don't know what's going on with that game. Well, so. I mean, I think um, it's one of those things that I think it got a – I don't think they were expecting as much um, of a response last year as they got. Yeah. This is just my analysis of it. Right. Uh, and I think that they realized, okay, we have to make this something special because people are expecting something special now. And so I think it's taking longer to develop than they initially anticipated. Yeah, I could see that. Because that seems to be... And I guess, you know, No Man's Sky, I, I keep thinking about, like, No Man's Sky on PlayStation. Like, I feel like something similar to that happened uh, with No Man's Sky. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, that would make a lot of sense where it's like, oh my gosh, people are super excited about this game. We've got to make sure it's good. You know, we got to make sure that it's, it's everything that they want it to be. So, um, revamp it a little bit. I finally figured out what's wrong with that chair, John. What's wrong with that chair? Okay. There's no lower back support because this, this back just like floats back. Yeah. So like I put any pressure on it and I like end up reclining. So I can't do that. Interesting. And so then I end up sitting on it like a stool. Yeah. Like with like, or I'm just like supporting everything. Like, yep. And so I just, like, my back ends up, like, tired and, like, makes the rest of my body tired. What we need to get is just a big, like, one of those big balls. Like, those big, like, a yoga ball. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, might as well. Right, might as well, yeah, yeah because this is... <laughs> it's the same thing, but basically, it's just yeah. a chair. I, 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 how long have I been sitting on that? Um, since we... 100 and what episodes? 162 episodes. So 161 and a half episodes. It took me that long, John, <laughs> to figure out why I didn't like it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I have been sitting on it now for almost an hour and a half. That's true. And I think like maybe I was just like my my I don't know. I don't know. Why did it take me that long? It's the straw that broke the camel's back. It almost literally broke mine. <laughs> All right, moving on to Sony's press conference. I'm never sitting in it again. Yeah. So moving on to Sony's press conference. They started off their conference with uh, a a, re- a big reveal: God of War, the next God of War game. It actually it looks really good. It Looks awesome and yeah. completely different from the other God of Wars. I know it has this like really thoughtful kind of tone. You have this, uh, I guess that's your son. Yeah, uh, it's at least somebody that you're training. It was his son. Oh, did he? He kept saying he son. Kept saying yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so your son and like what I liked a lot, or the what son I liked, of God of War. What I liked the most of in that gameplay was the way in which you can interact and sometimes control what the the kid is doing and like you kind of come up behind him yeah. and help him aim and all this kind of stuff and it's like really cool the way that these two characters are playing with each other back and forth yep. and um i i enjoyed that a lot I, I i this is i'll tell you what i hope doesn't happen i feel like what's going to happen is in the first like 15 20 minutes of this game that kid's going to die mm. and you're going to have to go, f- or he's going to get captured or something. Yep. You're going to have to f- spend the rest of the game going to find him. I hate, like, that's the one thing about, like, video games, because it's easy to do those types of things. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, let's make you fall in love with this character, and then they get kidnapped. And then you just, like, then you spend the next hour and a half, two hours chasing them down and stuff. And I just always feel like that's such a weird kind of semi-lazy way of doing, like, a game storytelling, because yeah. it's, like, it's a fetch quest almost, you right. know? Oh, yeah. And it's like sure. it's just easy to do that because you can, can like you can picture that in your head, and so um, yeah. I mean, it's like I, I hope they don't do that as well. Another option, Chris, mm. I will propose this. Mm. It seemed like whenever you would teach your the the son, whenever whenever um, Mister God of War would teach <laughs> uh, the son of God of War um, something. There would be like experience given, like Kratos it was like is his name. yeah. Whenever Kratos would teach his son something, it would say like uh, fifty knowledge gained. Yeah, right. So why, if you're going to control Kratos the entire game, is Kratos getting knowledge whenever he's teaching his son something? Yeah, that was weird. So well, I was wondering if maybe Kratos potentially could get uh, eliminated or taken out of the picture, and you play as his son somehow. Well, the first time it happened, first time it made sense where it was like kratos was learning it because the son was like hey look here's tracks he's like oh you learned tracking yeah and it's like okay maybe he didn't learn how to track because he's just too angry all the time (laughs) and his son's a little more like they implied that like his mother had taught him and stuff like that like right she seemed to be a more thoughtful right you know person hunter and okay, well maybe he's learning how to track or whatever. But then it was like, well, the kid shoots a bow and kills this thing, and there's like archery learned. It's like, well, he didn't. Yeah, like this was yep. obviously the kid. So yeah, maybe. And then the next time mm, it happened, it was like it, the same sort of thing happened, where it John. was like knowledge gained. And so I, I was curious. I was like, it, we're controlling Kratos in this demo, but I don't know. Like I don't know what part of the game this is. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. It was very. It gave me Tomb Raider vibes too, like where you would walk into yeah. an area and be like, "Oh, you it, discovered this new." It gave me area. Tomb Raider. It gave me Last of Us kind of vibes. Like, very cool. There was yeah, uh, it was the, beautiful too. The, I'm really intrigued by this game, and I've never been like really intrigued by God of War before. Agreed. Agreed. I forgot to talk about something earlier. What? Old Marcus Phoenix. Ha <laughs> ha! That was a very cool. Reveal. That was amazing. Like whenever that happened, I was like, "Yeah." Um. Because that's what I was waiting for from like other trailers, and it's like just 
any hint that he might be in it. Yeah. You know, in some capacity. I don't care if he's the dude yelling in your ear. Like, he can be uh, <laughs> he can be the guy sending you on missions. I just want him in it. True. Um, and, and it was almost like an antagonistic kind of a, a scene whenever you kind of walk in and, and he's there. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know what, what's going on. Like, what mental state is Marcus Phoenix in at this point in his life? I don't know. So strange. The next, uh, I don't know if it was the next, but uh, Days Gone. Yeah. That yeah. looks phenomenal. There was, there was a trailer yeah. at the beginning, and then they did a big, huge gameplay thing at the end. The trailer at the beginning, I was kind of like, eh, I, you know, it seems like a zombie game. I don't know I what this is like. I the vibe a lot. Yeah, the vibe was cool yeah. um, because it, was, it, it wasn't this like um, crazy kind of uh, out there thing that we're used to with yeah. uh, what the Xbox uh Dead Rising? Uh, yeah, Dead Rising. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a, a zombie game, but completely different kind of tone mm. than that. And I thought that was very cool. But then the gameplay at the end, man, holy cow, that stuff looked awesome. Like yeah. those zombies were just piling in, man. Yeah, I liked, like, it looks like there's a lot of kind of uh, interpersonal relationships between like this guy and some more survivors. This is like way, way, way um, into the, the zombie apocalypse. Right. And, um, I like the fact that he's been around since the beginning so we can kind of remember it. Like, that's the kind of story they kind of set up. And then yeah. um, then you go into this this area that's really complex in the way that it's built. Mm-hmm. And the zombies behave like it's almost a cross between, like, World War Z and Left for Dead. Right. Like, that. those are the kind of, like, that's what it reminded me of. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. And yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what, I wish and I hope that this is a co-op game. This mm. is the kind of game that I would love to play with another person. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to be. Yeah. It looks like it's pretty much a single player. Yeah, because you get the, that vibe of like Left for Dead or something like that where it's yeah. like, man, th- the craziness oh, of getting man. overwhelmed by zombies Dude, uh, is more fun whenever <laughs> you're panicking with someone else. Exactly. You know? Otherwise, it's just me getting frustrated. Yeah, it's just you constantly being in a state of like anger. Yeah. Whereas in in the other way, it's like, oh my god, oh my, you know, yeah. you're just like going crazy. So, um, yeah, it's one, there was a couple questions I had about this one. First of all, like they didn't really set up the demo at all, so I didn't know like what we were doing there, and like. So at first, I thought we were trying to save this, I did this too, other biker. Oh, well, I think we still were, but he was like, for some reason, being a jerk about it. And like and running he, away and punching you and all this stuff, yeah, trying I, to kill and you. And then he like breaks his own legs. It was like, well, you know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's over. And then like we pulled out the silencer, right? And right. like, but it was a silencer from the middle of this, like it, from this car. And it's like it, it somehow kind of screws on. I like that actually. Cause I, so I like, you know, that's what something that reminded me of The Last of Us where you can, you know, collect a lot of things and craft mm. different different things that will help you out uh, on your journey because like this is this is post-apocalyptic that's true this is a world where you have to just macgyver everything that's and right. uh i really liked that like where it's like well because you could totally accidentally skip over that and not have that silencer whenever you needed it and maybe trigger the zombies earlier and yeah. get overrun at the wrong time or something like that and so like but did he really need it because he was yelling at those dogs directly after that well, he's, John, <laughs> guns are, are louder than the human voice. That's true. That's true. Zombies are more attuned to the guns. Ah, you're right. They've heard them before. Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Horizon is another game that I'm really, really pumped about. Man, this demo, super, super cool as well. Everything and, about this demo I yeah. was in for. Like the crafting, the, uh, the, the method with which... 
they were taking down these different beasts. Mm -hmm. The fact that they introduced this element of, okay, so there are some corrupt beast and the other ones are not corrupt and you don't have to worry about them, but you can also hack those non-corrupt beasts and like make them your, uh, your friends. Yeah. Like with what, with what happened with the bull. And you're just like, this is, all of this is very cool. Yeah. Like a lot of it, like uh, we talked about Reddit Redemption before. It reminds me of Reddit Redemption, you know, where like you can go tame a horse whenever you yeah. need to get a horse and like you can go all, you know, you have to sneak through these areas or whatever, you know, um, the, the combat super complex, which I love. Yeah. But I also like the fact that it's like simplistic in the way that it works. You have the wheel and they're pretty much all bow based kind of uh, attacks. You just kind of use different um, toppers for them. Right. And, and there was the trap as well, like the flame yeah. trap where you, well, you just can, yeah. led the led them right on top of it and then shot it and it just explodes. Well, and I mean, you can, you can, that's you amazing. Can, you can like figure out like what the weakness is. That's which right. Is really cool. Like, like that's the kind of an scan RP- element. That's almost. like an RPG kind of um, a mechanic where yeah. it's like these guys have fire weakness. Right. And then the upgrade path also looked very RPG esque. Like yeah. where there was like, oh, well, do you want to upgrade this? And it was very deep. Like there was a lot of options and a lot of different uh, like paths you could take with it. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. I got those RPG vibes. I got those like. Uh, open world kind of uh, mm-hmm. GTA Red Dead Redemption kind of vibes, and it's just like that's just so cool. I love the scale as well. Yeah, that it's. I mean, they're out on that map, gigantic dude. Gigantic things. Oh, that was your talking about. Yeah, yeah, just the sheer like scale of like these big beasts mm-hmm. that are just roaming around the world. Yeah, it Insane. looks beautiful, dude. Insane. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. Cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably my most anticipated from the Sony conference for sure. For sure, yeah, and yeah. that's one of the things. Like, I, I I'm gonna have to get this day one. Yeah, and it's coming out next year, um, no, early, early 2017, like so February. Fe- yeah, it's February. There's a release date on it a couple, like a little while ago. So, um, uh, looks like February 28th, so end of the month. Cool. I mean, that's awesome, dude. I uh, I'm super excited about that. That's yeah. like probably my the first game of like 2017 that we know that's coming out in 2017. That I'm just like, man, that's a must, you know. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. So good. Uh, they showed The Last Guardian. Some more um, footage from that. St- still have no idea like what this is going to be. It's, yeah, who knows. Or man. how good it's going to be either. Right. You know? People are, I mean, we were, we went to the, so we went to the Sony E3 experience in theaters again. People were really pumped for it still. Like, Well, I, yeah. I honestly think it, it's going to, I think I predict it'll do commercially well. Yeah. Who knows? Like, who can who can even predict at this point whether or not it's going to be good? But it will perform well. Um, It'll perform well, but I don't think it will ever make back the amount of money that they probably spent oh, to make it. Well, it depends. So that all depends on whether they were really working on it for the past ten years. That's you know? true. Like, who knows if good they point. were if it was just sitting there or not? <laughs> and they're doing other things too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then you know, when I think the the most exciting thing was whenever the release date went up, and it was this year, where yeah. people are like, "Wait, it really is coming out?" Because it's been such uh, such long in development that I don't think anybody really believed, like, or didn't want to believe that it was coming out. Or it's just like, I don't, I don't want to hope that it's coming out this year, like they yeah. really say it's going to, but it's gonna make it this year now. And yeah. so everybody loved that moment of it. So, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. They showed it. Um, they didn't show any multiplayer, did they? No, it was just a yeah, mission. This just, dude, the campaign. So this is the the difference between Titanfall and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yeah, like we haven't seen the multiplayer for Call of Duty yet, but 
man, the the campaign looks amazing, dude. Wow. You're like flying through space and you know, yep. there's all this zero G stuff and you can like choose what you want to apply gravity to or put your your mag boots or whatever they are. You can use this grappling hook that pulls people to you, and you rip yeah. off their mask and stab them in the chest. Even when we were inside and gravity was on, you could throw yes. the grenade and it would eliminate gravity for your enemies. Yeah, yeah. And while they're floating in the air, I you know. can just take them out. You have this like AI that's helping you, or is it AI? It was yeah, it was like an AI that was helping you out, like deactivating yeah. like uh, gravity and opening blast doors and all this other kind of stuff. In the like, zero G, you can grapple zero- other yep. people mm-hmm. and suck them in and take off their mask, or grapple to different areas <laughs> right. and then mag boot to the the side of it or something like it was. Uh, man, so cool! I cannot. This is the thing. Like, if the multiplayer is anything like this, like this is this is a a new, completely new step. Yeah, if there's it, zero G multiplayer, holy cow, that'd be incredible. I, the, okay, so at some point we're gonna have to run down all of the games this year and figure out what we're actually gonna buy. Like we did last year on the podcast. At yeah. some point, it'll probably um, be a separate, separate. Uh, yeah, it, it'll podcast. be like obviously it'll be like a while before. Let's let everything soak in and be like, okay, so what do I? What am I most excited about this year? What am I truly going to you know want to spend my time and money doing this this year? And what's a next year thing? Sony announced that Crash Bandicoot one, two, and three. Are going to remastered are going to be released the Bandicoot along with a Skylanders toy and uh, Crash Bandicoot version in Skylanders. So this is my let, let, let me just quickly see if you agree with this. Whenever they first launched Skylanders, they launched it with uh, Spyro the Dragon, and that was kind of like the the jumping off point. Like let's use right. a, let's use an established franchise character that we don't really use with anything else, but like let's use him to to launch this franchise. And obviously with the uh, closure of the Disney Infinity Studios and uh, the cancellation of that game, I I get the feeling that the toys to life genre isn't necessarily as healthy as we once thought. Hmm. And in order to revive this this franchise and and uh, kind of um, spur on some new life, maybe some new purchases, they did what they did at the beginning to start this whole thing, since they were the people who started it. Yep. Bring in Crash Bandicoot, see if they can get some new life into Skylanders. Honestly, I'm going to make a prediction for next year. If this does not sell well, there will be no Skylanders next year. Hmm, interesting. So I can see that being a a pro. Like if you're if I'm looking at this in like a pro cons list, there's pros here. Um I also could see this being an a, a thing initiated maybe by Sony. Um because they w- like hmm, like th- I I will give you this if you can give us the right, the, you know, the, the we, you think they're making a new Crash Bandicoot game? No, I don't necessarily think they're making a new one, but I think that you look at uh the the remake that they had come out recently, Grim Fandango. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, what was the, uh, the 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 platformer that Insomniac um, with the movie? Oh, oh my gosh, uh, Ratchet and Clank. That's that was it. A, that wasn't a, a a remake. That was, I mean, that that was a a brand new game they built from the ground up. I mean, yeah, it used right. pieces from the original, but it was brand new. Right, but it did really well. And yeah. so, I mean, and, and people have been asking to have Crash Bandicoot back for a really long time. Yeah, but this is pretty much a port, though, right? It seems like that that's what they would be going for. They didn't really show much of anything of it. So it's like, I don't know what, what point in the process this yeah. is. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think And so anything. what exactly it's going to be. Um, but... I could see them being like, well, if these old franchises are going to do so well and people say they want to crash, let's test it out with some remasters, approach Activision, who owns Crash Bandicoot, yeah, 
and say what can we what can we do to make this happen? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's there's potentially uh, a deal here. So, I mean, I, I don't know. There's all sorts of reasons why this makes sense, and there's all sorts of reasons why it's a it would be a good thing for both companies, um, both Activision and Sony. So, I don't know. I, I take your pick, basically. Spider Man is oh being developed gosh. by Insomniac Games. This it's a PS4 exclusive. That trailer, man, hmm. like that looked amazing. Nah. I cannot wait. Like. It, it looks uh, like a more f- um, happy and hopeful and fun version of like an Arkham game, but an, an Insomniac putting their comedic spin on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait, dude! Sunset Overdrive was so good. I can see like the the, the traversal in yeah. Sunset Overdrive was so amazing, and I think like Spider Man, the number one thing you have to get right about a Spider Man game is the traversal. It has to be fun yeah. to sling webs and to go get from point A to point B, and it's like. If anybody's going to get this right, it's going to be Insomniac, and it just looked really good. At this point, I just want a release date. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's any – I think it's probably, you know, two years from now. But yeah, whenever we get into the kind of, you know, talking about how we thought about the Sony conference overall, it's like there were a lot of things that were shown, and there were a lot of things that weren't dated. Yeah. You know, there's there, we saw dates on only a handful of things and only a couple of things are within the next year or so. So yeah, I, mean, I think we only have a release date for the Last Guardian and Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of uh exclusives. Yeah. Uh, VR they showed the they VR. talked about the VR release date and stuff. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Death Stranding is the new Kojima game. Dude, whenever he like it, the curtain went up and he like I remember whenever we, we were talking about like kept closing the curtain yeah. in between each thing and it's like, well, they're not moving anything yeah, back yeah. there. And, and that was right before Kojima comes right. out. So it's like obviously they wanted to like trick you into thinking like nothing's going on back there. Why right. are they closing the curtain? But then the the next time something big happens back there where Kojima's back there. And he like walks and, down. Yeah, walks down this glowing pathway. Yeah. Like a rock star. It was really cool. Uh, the the game stars Norman Reedus, who was originally attached to star in the Silent Hills game that he was producing. Yeah. Um, before he left Konami and all that went down, uh, it's it's it was cool to see like Norman Reedus in there. Like that, I got a big fan reaction. Kojima yep. got a huge fan reaction. Uh, the game looks creepy as all get out. I think the the biggest takeaway for me is I'm really glad that. I know, like it was a it was a terrible situation, but I'm really glad that Kojima is working on something besides Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid now. Yeah, because it's like you know someone like him who is so creative has other ideas mm-hmm. and needs another outlet for that creativity that isn't just playing in the same timeline over and over again. Right. And I'm really excited to see like what this is because it's a brand new thing. We've never seen it before. We don't know what to expect. We know it's going to be weird as I'll get out and probably really, really good. Yeah, I agree. All of what you just said, seconded. Final Fantasy 15. Now, we saw this in two different conferences. Xbox, Microsoft showed this in their conference. A really weird demo where this big monster was smashing down on you. I couldn't really tell what was happening. Didn't look like it controlled that well. It showed up here. Uh, it was weird again. Like It was a montage. It was a montage, and they showed some VR stuff, and it was just like, this game, man, looks weird and awful. Like, I, I think I was talking about... Oh, my about- gosh, I forgot about the VR stuff until you just mentioned that. That was super weird. I was... I... I- <laughs> so I played... Uh, I played Final Fantasy like back whenever it was like top down like uh, RPG you know like back in the day kind of 
uh, stuff. Played Final Fantasy Tactics a little bit. Uh, I played Final Fantasy fourteen and enjoyed the first one until it got like it was just super repetitive. I then played Final Fantasy fourteen two um, and enjoyed that. I didn't get very far because that was like around the same time the console generation changed or whatever. And, it was on the old ones. Um, I didn't play Lightning Returns, but I heard it took the best of those two and made a really, really cool game. The thing I liked about it was like the world, the story was really cool. Um, the the world like was really pretty, and it was like this world in decay, and like it was you know being destroyed and all this kind of stuff. And you wanted to see, like like there was this huge backstory, and it was laid out pretty well in in the in the trailers. Like it's just doing a poor job of either this either this story in this game really doesn't exist. Maybe, but. If it if it does, it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean the way or that, there's no story. The way they're presenting this whole thing has been very odd. Um, with every trailer that I've seen for it, I'm just like, I don't I don't know what's going on. The world looks kind of washed out and like very strange yeah, like, that it, way. The looks like okay, so fourteen Final Fantasy. All the so let's let's ignore the old pixel art versions. Right, right? Final Final Fantasy fourteen looked beautiful there's all these bright colors bright blues in the first one there's all these like hillsides and stuff like that in the second one and then the third one i think like it, it kind of mashed everything together and it looked really pretty like bright colors this is none of that yeah i mean this is like really washed out and like i i don't know i don't know anything about any of these characters we have four different characters man i don't know anything about any of them yeah and it's like i, or why I, I care yeah or or do yeah or nothing, what they're nothing, doing nothing that i attach to and i go yeah that's something i'm into you know that sort of thing so i don't know this one just doesn't seem like it's really aimed at me and i don't know who it's aimed at yeah. and i don't know who's like gonna pick this thing up and 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 really be like this is this is the game that's really this year. weird dude the, 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 i know the, lots of people are super excited about it i know though, we talked so. we, I, I said we weren't gonna talk about stuff we didn't weren't into or didn't like but it was at both conferences and i feel like we have to talk about it because they're making a huge deal about it yeah and i I don't know man like yeah that was the one thing that i like it seemed like just odd like that's the thing it just seems like each every time i have seen it and the way that they present it it just seems odd like like they they don't present it in the best light right uh, the last few games I want to talk about real fast were VR games, and they, Sony. So overall, well, we can stop and pause for a second and just talk about Sony's conference overall. Like Microsoft did a lot of talking to you, like, "Hey, let's communicate what we're doing with this. We're going to communicate what we're doing with that. Like, here's what we're doing with indie games. Here's what we're doing with the platform. Here's yep. what we're doing with our hardware. Here's what yep. we're doing with our first party studios. Here's what we're doing with our third party studios." And like, and they're very like calculating. Like, this is what we're doing. Let's let's communicate clearly what we're doing. Yeah. Sony did none of that. Yes, they had great games and great trailers. Like I can't wait for a lot of this stuff, but like I don't I don't not understand what's going on with VR. Yeah. So they came out and said, hey, here's some trailers. So the silence of like the they didn't have developers come out. They had two no. people on stage, or three people, I guess, on stage if you count Kojima. Yeah, like um, three, three actually gameplay demos or whatever. Right, and like the orchestra they had was amazing. That was amazing to see Bear McCreary come yeah. out, and that was a really cool way to introduce God of War. I mean, there's a lot of cool things about the conference overall, but there was a d- distinct lack of communication, as you said. And part of me wonders, and so we had this... The, the Neo thing leaked out, uh, so PS4.1, or 4.5, leaked out a while back. And people weren't super happy about what they were hearing and what was going on with that. And just before the conference, uh, just for E3, like this week, like last week, early last week or whatever, it 
Andrew House was in an interview with, I think, Digital Times, and he said, yes, PS4.5 or Neo is real, and it's not going to be at E3. Yeah. And basically, he's like, we're going to, we need to come up with a, 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 basically a better way to, to present this to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so then they didn't say anything. And in E3, the, the leadership of Sony is not doing interviews with anybody right. as well. So like no interviews with a lot of press or anything like that. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll have like Shuhei Yoshida will show up on, on podcasts and on interviews and things like that. He's not doing any of that this year. Um, and so there's this kind of hush about things. Yeah, they're just like, it's like every, they've just gone dark. Right. And it seems very strange. And with, with the conference uh, as it was, you know, you get no information as far as the, the Neo goes. You get no information, you know, more information about, like, they didn't really tout VR a ton. They, they mentioned the release date. They men- mentioned that they have a console that can handle it now. Um but I don't know, man. It's, it's very strange that they didn't have much to say on that front and that they're not going to have much to say. And part of it just, I don't know, it's, it's just strange. It's an it's a odd uh, parallel to what we saw from Microsoft where they're like, hey, let's let's go ahead and tell everybody everything. And yeah. let's go ahead and prep, you know, developers to, to start, you know, thinking about the, uh, the Project Scorpio thing. So I, it's very strange. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So what like because so the, what I wanted you know uh, VR comes out later this this October. fall yeah and I wanted more of an explanation of the VR and they really just repeated what we've seen before at the VR announcement mm-hmm. and uh, like fifty games by the end of the year and this is what its prices like they they gave us an actual release date um, was the new new so like it was let's see here October I think thirteenth yeah let me check. Yeah, October thirteenth is the the release date, and so that was cool. I'm glad we have a release date finally. But like that was really the only new news, like in terms of VR. They showed some games, and uh, uh, the first one was Resident Evil Seven. They talked about like before Kitchen, which apparently oh was a gosh. which a demo that was a Resident Evil Seven like tease because there's a seven in the name, and they were mm. like, it was like okay, this is like a, something that was planned a long time ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> any. Uh, any scary experience, like <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what I'm gonna do when I play these things in VR, man. Like it looks so intense and ridiculous. I'm gonna lose my mind, Chris. Oh. Like I don't know if I'm gonna be able. Like that's the thing is, like I don't know if I would ever be able to play one of these alone, like in the house or whatever. Yes. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but they start off with that. That looked uh, that looked intense. Um, the one thing that I'm probably the most excited about, I have no information about it at all, but Batman Arkham VR, uh, all, all we had was Mark Hamill's Joker voice doing this dialogue about yeah. Batman's mask that he wears. And it's like it in parallel with the fact that you're putting on VR, which feels kind of like a mask. I was like, man, that kind of feels cool. I hope like they play on that somehow or yeah. who knows what they're going to do. But yeah, either way you get to be Batman. We'll see. I mean, I, I yeah, no matter what happens, I'm I'm excited for. It. I don't know if I don't. It's not going to be like a full game, obviously, but it'll be like an experience. I feel like, and uh, and I think it's very cool that companies like that, like Rocksteady, are like, hey, VR, that's a thing. Let's find out if we can do something cool with it. Yeah, I mean, did we talk on the pod, was it on the podcast last week when we talked about like I don't I don't necessarily mind all these. Uh, uh, no, I don't think we talked about. That. I don't think you've said that on the really? podcast. I think okay. you said that to me. So uh, we've we've um, talked about the fact that 
there aren't that many full VR games coming out for PSVR this fall. Um, a lot of them are seem like they're going to be like smaller, like maybe fifteen dollar downloadable like experiences. And um, I'm honestly okay with that because I would rather instead of um, all of the development power and time and energy getting put into like maybe these three or four different. Uh, full-fledged game experiences like where we may or may not like them or and they're going to spend a lot of time and money doing it i would rather have these 50 different experiences and they kind of shotgun approach to say well what what do you respond to the most what do people actually like and then base some games on those experiences further down the road in a couple years or next year and uh, i'd i'd I honestly, I, I like the fact that we'll have this huge smorgasbord of games to choose from. Like, well, yeah, I'm gonna definitely gonna try out, you know, Resident Evil Seven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I like it. I don't know. Which so apparently maybe not. the whole game is <laughs> VR support. Like, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Is like it's gonna be a game uh, that you can play without VR, but like the whole game is gonna be right. VR, and it's like, oh my. Well, there's gosh. the paranormal activity thing, and like maybe I like that. I don't know. Oh. Like, but then there's you know these other. Uh, other experiences that I may or may you know, not not like, and so like I think that um, I think that this is a testing ground for these developers and for Sony to say, okay, what are the, the experiences that people respond to the most, and yeah. that intrigues me, dude. I love it, so cool. Uh, the last VR game I wanted to highlight was the Star Wars Battlefront X-wing Flight VR, and I think it was called X-wing Flight. Uh, it looks cool. It comes, what did you say, free with anyone who has Battlefront? Yeah, if you have Battlefront on PS4. Which I do not. I have it on Xbox One. Right, which so is unfortunate. But it comes free with that if you have it on PS4 already. Um, so whoever has a PS4 and has been playing Battlefront on PS4, you will get this. Um, and obviously you're going to have to get your VR headset or whatever. But I think that's very cool. I think it's a cool way to uh, to already to try out something yeah. um, for EA to say, all right, we've got this cool property. Let's try out something yeah. and uh, to an install base that already has it. We already know, you know, however many of these uh, of battle battlefronts that I've sold, they're all going to have the capability that the day they pick up a PlayStation VR, they can play at least one thing for free. Yeah, and it's going to be a cool thing. It's going to yeah. be a Star Wars thing. I like it a lot. Cool. That's really all the uh, the. the- the games that we have to talk about, um, we've gone on for about two hours now. So Crazy. I, don't, I don't think we'll run down the release dates just yet. I think no. maybe we'll do that. Uh, what, do, what do we have going on next week? Um, next week. So let me see. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. Yep. That's what we've got. All right. So gotta go we're going to do that. Um, sometime this, uh, this summer, I want to do our, uh, our annual like on location in the city of Nashville somewhere podcast that's awesome Maybe we can go to frothy this time oh that'd be fun sit man. outside that'd be really frothy, fun yeah um get all the crazy people walking by talking about random stuff it'd be yeah. awesome yeah well, well we'll we'll do that on location sometime uh maybe maybe that's what we do like we look at the the release dates after we've had time enough to look at everything like because there's still news coming out of e3 oh yeah and it will be until the end of the week and so um i, I want to make sure we kind of absorb all that and then we can say like this is what? There's what? one more thing, Chris. There's one more thing. There's what? one more thing what did we I forget? forgot to mention. What did we forget? In the Microsoft conference, yeah. in the, the big montage that Cuphead was in and all these yeah. ID and Xbox indies were in, yeah. Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. Stardew Valley coming. Coming to consoles. I can't wait for that. This year. Yes. But gonna, So, yeah. So, sometime around holiday, it'll be great. When that game comes out, John, you might as well just like not, not expect to see me for like a week. I know. 
It's crazy. I'm just going to be star doing it up. Yep. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just remembered that that was a huge, huge no, it's thing. Fine. Whenever I saw it fly by, I was like, no way. The other, anyway. the other big like exception you know, like we didn't see from, uh, from Sony was um, you just said uh, that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. Um, no, no Man's Sky. Yeah, which honestly, if they had showed it, I would have been extremely angry because I'm like, you're going to show this again after teasing it with us or teasing it. Yeah. Teasing yeah. us with it for so, years now. Exactly. So there were a couple of things about uh, one last thing to talk about with both conferences. The, there were like the, some things that we saw last year at both Xbox and at PlayStation. There obviously not ready yet and we didn't see those and i appreciated that where it's like okay let's just let them go away for a minute because the last thing you want is something to be like the division or something like uh, a game that just constantly for four years in a row comes up um and it's like well it's not ready yet but we're still working on it (laughs) um and so i appreciated the fact that we didn't see no man's sky we didn't see crackdown yeah you know it's like these games are obviously uh you know still in the process still working and they're gonna come out but you don't need to hear about them all the time. Right. That's the thing. And that's the news. I'm sure we'll think of other things. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Maybe in our news segment, we'll do a, like a, a post-E3 kind of wrap-up quickly before we review um, Independence Day. I like it. Sounds great, Chris. Yeah. Put it on the books. Thank you for listening to this supersized episode, perhaps our longest episode ever of Stay on Target. Yeah, maybe. I think I think it was like our previous was like our uh, our um, anniversary episode. Our or was it the episode. Star Wars review? Star Wars review was pretty long. Uh, we'll, we'll compare it. Okay. We'll figure it out, and uh, maybe we'll give ourselves an award. <laughs> For the longest episode. For the longest episode. Uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We appreciate it. We thank you for listening to us, especially if you've listened to us for two over two hours at this point. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.